Yo, 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 it's the 1409 Podcast. I go by the name of KT. It's your boy, Gualamese World. And welcome to episode 34. We have two special guests at 1409 tonight. I want y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Brittany Cotton Dealboard. I am owner and operator of Premier Credit Agency. I um just here to give y'all a little financial literacy and credit tips to um, assist, I mean. <laughs> okay. How can you be a service? Okay. What's, what's your social media so they can get um, this credit? Premier record? Credit Agency on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or uh, my LinkedIn account is Brittany Dealboard. And uh, I do have other platforms on Quora. Not for sure if anybody's um, familiar with that platform as well, but it's Premier Credit Agency on all five of those platforms. Okay. We're going to get more into that. All right. Who's who's our next guest we have here? Oh, yeah. Tyler Davis. Ty Davis, Mr. Ty, Mr. Tyler. Um, The sappy poet. Couple of names, couple of hats. Uh, I'm the owner of More Than Words Artist Community. Uh, we promote art and creators around the community, local talent, put on shows and do whatnots. And um, I'm here for the food. <laughs> okay, you here for the food? You yeah. ready to get that knowledge fed to you? There you go. I'm picking up what you put in there. There you go. <laughs> All right, you got some social media you want to give out anything? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the uh, the stamp is uh, more than words, so uh, that is on uh, IG, Twitter, and Facebook. More than words dot flow, um, short for Florence. That's the hometown, home team. That's what we got to represent. What state and, is that in? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got to let them You know what I'm saying? We ain't we ain't Carolina. We South Carolina. Yeah, we gotta okay. let the listeners know because there's <laughs> listeners in damn near every fifty state that we have. So we got, I had to had to make sure that you put that out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, personal account, Mister Tyler on IG, uh, Mister underscore Tyler, and Ty Davis on Facebook. Just hit me up. I ain't um, I ain't antisocial. I promise. <laughs> okay, so we got this intro out the way now. We're going to do something we do episode. every episode. We're going to do a shot. Y'all more than welcome to partake, but if not, it's all good. We don't peer pressure anybody around here. So I know the two, the host, the host are definitely going to take a shot. <laughs> she got, are you going to take a shot of Sprite? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all y'all get. Okay. Okay. That's Sprite. That's Sprite. It's all good. Oh, man. Anything is possible. Yes, sir, brother. They need to give us a sponsorship. We say that every episode. Because we, we always drinking their shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see, hand off. A bottle look nice and cold, too. Oh, yeah. It just came out the freezer, you know. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Cheers, Shit, if I do it, what you say? <laughs> cheers to the weekend, I guess. Yeah, yeah cheers to yeah. the weekend. I got to start the weekend. I take a shot at anything. I'm sweet. 
right, so we got we got the intro out of the way. We got the shots. Now we're going to talk about the agenda, and then we'll get into it, straight into it. So we're going to talk about the experience of Black-owned business, business and creatives. Then we're going to talk about women making more than men in the household. And then we're going to talk about going half. That's been a discussion lately. 50-50 is what they call it. <laughs> then we're going to talk about a Chinese kindergarten teacher sentenced to death for poisoning 25 students with nitrite-laced porridge. And also, we're going to talk about Donald J. Trump. He's been in headlines lately, of course. Question of the day, song of the day, and this or that. All right, so we're going to get into the Black-owned businesses. We have two lovely Black-owned business owners right here with us tonight. So we're going to ask them a few questions about their businesses and how they got into it. So first of all, y'all already said what businesses y'all have. So let's go ahead and hear this again for the listeners out there. Hey, um, I own a home-based business out of Florence, South Carolina, but I can remotely work anywhere in the state of South, well, in the United States, even nationally, I can work from any place. Um, it's a home-based business where I offer credit repair, credit rebuild, um, trade lines. Uh, I can even... I can even help you legalize your business in the state of South Carolina, for the state of South Carolina. That's the only state I can assist in. Um, LLC, EIN number, uh, DUNS registration. I can even help you to establish your business credit as well as your personal. So I offer a lot under one roof, just like your one-stop shop. And I notarize documents for the state of South Carolina. I do a ton of things, but um, I'm most known for credit repair and rebuilding. Okay, okay. You got you got a lot going on since we uh since we graduated. I know, right? I do, I do, I do. Yeah, for sure. Y'all know we was classmates in college and shit. We graduated. We graduated together. So yeah. Okay, Ty, what businesses do you have? Um, my daddy used to make me cut the grass. So there's a lawn care service that we have that I adopted from, I guess inherited from them. Okay. Um, Longy Davis and Sons um, specialize in uh, pretty much everything. On his card, it says, if it's in your yard, it's on my card, and we'll do it all. So um, there's that little, little free commercial for me. And um, <laughs> my, me, myself, I have more than words artist community where there's uh, a collective of local talents and artists around the community that get together and try and like, uh, I guess, use art to benefit what's around us, uh, whether that be uh, socially. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, the climate that we're in right now, uh, trying to give everybody a voice and a platform where they can say what they want to say and speak their piece. You know, uh, the world is our canvas, you know what I'm saying? Create art. Oh, All yeah, right. Man. So, what what areas uh, do you uh, does your lawn care service? What what areas do they service? Oh, what specifically service in the the PD? Pretty much. You mean, what do you mean? Yeah, like what like what city mainly? But oh no 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 no! Pretty much the whole PD area. We don't do too much traveling, but we will. I mean, it ain't nothing to put the four wheels on the road. 
Okay, so the Florence, South Carolina area. Yeah, Marion. Um, we'll go all the way to the beach, but uh, we haven't been doing that for a while. We service a lot of Marion locations, uh, Florence areas, and Darlington, but that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. If y'all out there in that PD area of South Carolina, go ahead and consult Mr. Davis and get the lawn service. Get if it's in your yard, if it's on, if it's, it's say, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in your yard, it's on my car. You know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's it right there. One of them little corny phrases. You know, you made that up. Stuff. No, <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Hey, I'm rocking. I, I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> Yes, sir. Also, man, for all the creatives in the area, too, man, make sure y'all hit tie up, man. You know what I'm saying? And come to the shows, man. You know, it's some some good talent and some good things that go on. You know what I'm saying? So make sure y'all pull up, too. Yeah, y'all got to see Gualamese World perform. I I heard he's all right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Pretty talented. I do what yeah. I can. You know. Maybe want to get my business credit score up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard her say something about that. I, I have really not paid attention to that. And I've, I've had uh, more than words for probably, this is our fourth year going on. Yes, you have to. That's the first thing you do. L-L-T-E-I-N number and Dunn's number. Those are the first three key things to a successful business. That's right. Getting, That's right. you know, um, that, like, Let's just say if your personal is not where it needs to be, if your business credit is there, then you can get car in your name, housing your business name. Yeah, we're going to talk. Random. Look at that. All here networking already. Yeah, right now. Look at God. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that, yeah, definitely, if you have a business, if you um, even think about taking a hobby to that next level, that's definitely the three key things that you want to do. You want to get your LLC, EIN number, and a DUNS number. All, well, the EIN number and DUNS number is absolutely free. And it takes less than, like, a couple of seconds to do. Indeed. Oh, yeah, and your business license. You don't want to go without that. You you might not get too far with that one, but. Oh, no, you ain't going nowhere. They will come see you. (laughs) They will pull up the job site. They'll come find you. All right, so, Ms. Brittany, what motivated you to start your business? Um, I had bad credit. (laughs) I couldn't get nothing in my name. I I couldn't get nothing in my name. So you started with fixing your own credit and you got so proficient at it that you decided you wanted to help others and it became a much bigger thing? That's part of it. I I, I did my own credit, of course, but then my family members started um, asking questions about it or whatever. So my family members basically like spread the word. I It was just word of mouth. It's like, oh, she got my, like my cousin, she does credit or whatever. And I wasn't even doing credit. Like, I was like, what? You know, people started coming to me. I know I've been doing it for like six years before I started my own agency. And then I uh, I split from a, um, I was working with um, another group and I split from them and created my own agency. Because I knew how I wanted things to flow and be structured. So that's gotcha. pretty much I was pushed into it. Facts, facts. Yeah. All right, all right, Mr. Ty. It's it's kind of the same question, you know. 
I, I kind of know, but you know what I'm saying? Let our listeners know, because you, you forgot to mention that you're a creative as well. You know what I'm saying? You, you do an excellent job. You, you gave me my flowers. I'm going to give you yours. You know what I'm saying? You do an excellent job. So just uh, what motivated you to start, you know what I'm saying? The more than words. And also, you know what I'm saying? The whole at Mantle or the family, you know what I'm saying? To keep the uh, lawn services going on. What motivated you to do that, though? <clears throat> All right, well, I'll start with the lawn service. Um, I watched my dad, like, we we were a household of seven. Well, he had seven kids, but five of them were in the household. So we were a household of seven. And um, this man quit his job in 1993 after he got injured. And, yeah, I mean, went out there on his own, got his LLC, got his business, got all of that, and has been doing it on his own since then with seven kids. And I ain't never hurt or want for nothing, man. I ain't never been lacking on anything. So just to watch that work for him, well, actually, we work for jobs. Mm-hmm. He worked, that worked for him. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. once, once I figured out that side of it, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can make the money work for me instead of me working for money. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be able to pay their bills. Like I like stuff, so I want to pay bills. Facts. So watching my dad's success with that, it was an easy yes, man. Like, I had to take that on. It's a, it's an easy hustle for me. And plus, I know how to do it. I mean, I've been doing it since I was, like, six. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. But that one out of the way, um, more than words. Um, like you said, I'm a talent myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm a creative myself. Um, my mom, she's a writer. She's a intellectual thinker, a teacher as well. Uh, she taught me to write my thoughts. And I really didn't like sharing them with people. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was pretty anti-social at a young age, and I didn't speak much. Now I can't shut up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I made I, I tried to make an art form out of not being able to shut up. So uh, public speaking is one of those things. Um, with creating more than words, I saw. I actually got upset. Um, I wanted somewhere I could go near me that I could see the things that I like or enjoy the things that I wanted to enjoy, which was music, fresh, new sound, live music, um, poetry, art events, you know, things of that nature. I'd go to D.C. and I'd love the culture there. I'd go to Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, and I'd love the culture there. I'm like, what are we missing here in South Carolina? Because all my friends do music. I know plenty of dope poets. Why isn't anybody putting that out? It's a blank canvas. So I created art. You know, I said, well, I can't get mad at somebody for not doing something that I'm not doing myself. And um, I decided to start more than words, and it's been going strong from there. You know, people <laughs> jumping on the train while it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, hey, look, it's most, it is greatly appreciated, brother. It's hey, great. yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. The energy would be nothing without the artists. Okay. So, Miss Brittany. What was your biggest fear of starting your business and how did you overcome those fears? I didn't have any. You didn't have any? Oh, you out here fearless. Okay. No, like seriously, I, I really didn't have any. I'm very curious. I love to learn. I love to read. I'm like, you know, it's just, I helped my dad structure his trucking company. So it was more so like, um, I was his dispatcher, his accountant, his broker. You know, I was all of these things at 16 years old. So entrepreneurship is, is something that my dad, like, kind of embedded in me and didn't know. 
And my mom is more so like, you got to go to school. Like, you are nothing without a degree. But my dad taught me the complete opposite. He's like, you're everything within yourself. So it was more so like a balance. Like, I, I love the educational part, but I also love the the rise and grind of everything. You know, I, I, I love the hustle and bustle. I love the starting from nothing and coming up, like building an empire. Because I don't plan to have Premier Creative Agency my entire life. Like, I like to build and structure a business, manage it, and then sell it. Like, that's my thinking process. Like, it's always been how my dad kind of structured me. And then the men- my mentor, same thing. It's like, hey, you build it up and you structure it and then you put a price on it. Okay. And then you, you know, you, you, you sell it if you want to. But I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was enough fear. It wasn't anything. Um, I think the most hectic part of the process is that my husband didn't think it was like profitable. He's like, oh no, it's not, you know, don't do that. You know, it's not, it doesn't make enough money. And then, you know, that turned into like, I shut him up in about two months. So he was like, oh, really? <laughs> it's like, we, you did what? I was like, yeah, that's, that's the numbers for last month and the month before. So after that, it was go. It was up from there because I felt like the only way that I'll be comfortable if I was making money while I slept. And once you get your business to, if once you structure it, structure it that way, and you hit that curve of reoccurring revenue, it's up from there. It's not. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing that you cannot do. I don't feel like anything is impossible. Never felt that way. I just feel like you got to get into your own niche. You have to find your own niche. And once you find it and you work, you pray, you pray, plan, and proceed. That's it. There's, there's nothing to fear. There's, no, there's nothing to fear and there's no one that can doubt you but yourself. So it's just you against you. Everything else is irrelevant. You're supposed to be a, a solution for yourself, not a problem to yourself. So keeping like that in mind. Saying. Yeah, keep 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 that in mind. And you're able to execute all all everything that you plan. You're able to like do it without being more so fear, but you're using um critical thinking and you know, you're you're moving strategically and you're not um, just jumping out there without having your head on straight. However, you know, fear, I don't it was nothing. It was like, hey, what if you lose money? Okay, cool. What if you, you know, what if you don't repair someone's credit? What if they don't get that 700 in a month? No, that's impossible. You can't, you know, set those crazy expectations. Those are not going to work. So as long as you explain to yourself what is possible, then the fears, they won't follow you as strongly. You know, it's just, it's just a mind thing. So you have to build up yourself mentally, physically and emotionally to, you know, you, you, yeah. I didn't have any. I just, 
I like that. I like how you, uh, like, that was interesting how you brought up that you bring the business up, get it successful, and then you sell it. That was my first time really hearing that from anyone. So I found that interesting, but I, I like it also. That was some some good advice to give to someone. You don't have to hold on to that thing forever. Once it gets successful, somebody may put a price on it. It's going to be a price that you like. So, really? How do you no. think Bill Gates, how do you think like I, like uh, real estate? I have four properties, three that are uh, at least to the Department of Agriculture and they farm and the fourth one i just brought so it's just um it's just a lot mm-hmm. so um, let them farm on it get them comfortable with it or whatever get the farmers comfortable with it and then i sell it and that's what you have to do your business you know if you want it to uh if you think in someone else's hands it will be it will be better off. It will grow. This it'll uh, expand because the at the end of the day, you want to scale the business where it will continue to increase revenue. So, just like just think of it like real estate. You're investing in it temporarily. You're getting it where it needs to be, and then you sell. Just it's just like that. You don't have to hold on to it because with the business, it goes up and down. Once it reaches peak, it's like. Somebody will want. Somebody will be interested in like giving you an offer. That's if you market yourself appropriately. You stay within South Carolina's or not South Carolina. Stay within the government's guideline. You everything is on paper. You have a business plan. All of those things are important because you can't have as put a business together and think somebody's just going to buy it for millions like it doesn't work like that or even thousands i mean half a million it doesn't work like that so if you do those things then yeah you have a high chance of and putting yourself out there networking i mean it's a lot of work to go into it but if it it is possible people have done it okay thanks (laughs) all right (laughs) mr ty (laughs) you know what i'm saying you uh touched on your father providing, you know what I'm saying? I came from a household of similar, you know what I'm saying? So just to know that your father did so much, you almost feel like you have big shoes to fill. And you also touched on, uh, you know what I'm saying, being antisocial. So, you know, what was some of the fears that you had to overcome as far as getting more than words together and, you know what I'm saying, taking charge and being head, of the lawn service? Um, well, one thing my mom taught me uh, as an intellectual, she says, uh, fear is the absence of faith. Okay. And she says, as long as you can kind of like believe in yourself and drive yourself, you can pretty much accomplish anything. And even if you don't, you're still not a failure. You know what I'm saying? It's just a simple test. You tried, you see that that didn't apply with you in your life. Now you can move forward to something that will, you know what I'm saying? It's all um, give or take, you know what I mean? So with my dad, I'm never going to be able to fill his shoes. I'll be running him down for the rest of my life. <laughs> that, that, that right there is just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I don't even look at it that way anymore. Um, it's more so of uh, me becoming a man and into manhood and just um, actually trying to do the things that I need to do to build and create the way he did. Um, we're trying to, within my family, I want generational love. And uh, I believe myself that it takes a couple of generations, three maybe, to do that, if done correctly. That's the, uh, that's the path carvers. That's the bricklayers, the road, the pavers, the ones that pave the road. And then there's the actual generation that gets to live on that and drive across it. You know what I'm saying? So okay. um, I'm pretty much part of the generation that's paving the way right now. You know, my dad carved the path. You know what I'm saying? So it's some fear that's there, but then the faith overwhelms it by a big shot. Like I might think some days I'll have some bad days where I'm thinking, dang, I got to get out here and I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. But then I say, I can do this. I can do that. And I, you know what I'm saying? You're able to do things and kind of throws that fear right out the door immediately. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that's, that's what I'm touching on with my dad. So feeling his shoes and fear, he ain't going to even allow it to exist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's still around doing this thing. And if you ever met my pops, you'll see why, man. Do wild. He would have had to come to that by now, but to be honest with you. But um, more than words, there was not much fear there. Um, it was more so um, I was annoyed. <laughs> I was hella annoyed, man. It was um, nothing to do, man. Like Florence, it was like, yo, I'm going over to people's house, so either we kicking it, we freestyling, or either we're going to try and make some music or try and create some art and try and do something. How can we get this out to the people, man? Because they deserve to see this, right? Like even with this podcast right now, people deserve to hear this stuff. People deserve to see that. You know what I'm saying? So like... That's the main reason y'all are doing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was the it was that that thought process with more than words and um let's get an art out to the community, man. Let's feed the kids, man. That's oh yeah. Our, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I might as well tell them my truth. They lying to me in school, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Brittany. I know you mentioned about the getting the LLC and the EIN and the done. You said the done number. Done number. Done number. So done in Bradstreet. That is like um, the business credit reporting agency. One of them. Yeah, it's like the reporting agency for business. Okay, so. So in addition to that, how was the beginning of the process of you starting your business? How, how What did you encounter? It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was like, what do I do first? I didn't know the sequence of, hey, do I get the EIN number first? Because mind you, my dad had already took care of that by the time I and I just had to like pretty much you know do what he say and then I kind of picked up along the way how I should do things it was like getting in and structuring things but um at the beginning I the process was very hard it's very hard to find out information when you're starting a business it's very hard for people to give you free information like it's Ad like facts. Yes, like it's like <laughs> top secret. Like yeah. So um, it was very hectic. It was it was very hectic to you know that was the most aggravating part. Period. Like starting 
like getting the right license to do stuff and getting the right um link to fill out an online application that was the most and if you tried to open up a business bank account during covid that was aggravating this crap because they ain't letting you in the banks during this time like i was in the heart of covid when i started mm-hmm. so yeah so you pretty much had to do it online you got to set an appointment or something or no it was like yeah it was like an appointment but everybody's trying to call into the banks and stuff so you on hold i stayed on hold to open my business account for two and a half hours man because you have to scan in everything to them. LLC, certificate of existence, like everything, articles of organization, everything has to be, you know, scanned in. So they don't open anything until everything is scanned in and they can see it. And they weren't getting the emails. It was just hectic. Did you need a business plan as well, but or did you just need the articles of organization and the certificate of existence and the EIN? Yeah, just the uh, yeah, just those things, business license, and um, I think that was it. And ID, of course. Okay. So you you your EIN number, the IRS that gives you, you'll need that as well because that acts as your social security number for your business that's what an EIN number is like an employee employer identification number but I say social so people can kind of have something to relate it to so you need those things to open it and I'm telling you they make it tough like to open a business bank account during COVID but I did it I'm glad I'm glad it all worked out for you and you got that done for sure because thank you i know there's other people in that similar situation right now they just call me now okay we definitely definitely gonna have them call you because i handle like all of that now like it's it's like um a one-stop shop for all of your all of your needs. I even set up retirement plans, budgeting plans, debt management plans. Um, and sometimes basically when I say plans, it's not a whole book. It's just the sheet. Like people just need a guideline. That's we just need a guideline. That's it. Yeah, we definitely gonna I know you got the flyer and everything. I'm gonna be sharing the flyer on the podcast page and everything. So you definitely gonna be getting some calls from numbers you you never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll appreciate that though. I mean, I'm I'm open. I'm open to you know. Uh, I get clients from you know my husband's active military. He's on a recruiting uh, assignment right now, so. Um, all of his friends back home, he shared it. And, you know, his friends, well, not back home because he is home, but his friends in Kuwait or whatever that's, you know, doing an assignment over there or whatever. Okay. You know, reached out to me. So I'll appreciate it. Indeed. Be happy to. All right, Mr. Ty, you know what I'm saying? Um, basically, along the same lines, you know, just uh, – with uh, actually starting to share your art. And I mean, you touched on 
being in the, in the business with your father at a young age, but just how was the beginning process for you as well? Just starting more than words and just taking over a pillar that your, your father already, you know what I'm saying? Set in the family. How was it for you? Oh man, that was rough. Um, uh, the, the level of success is so high. It's, it's almost expected immediately when, like I've been in training my whole life for something like that, as far as my father's concerned. So uh, failure does not exist <laughs> within, you know what I'm saying, that work field at that moment. Um, it's gonna be definitely abnormal if it happens. Uh, so it was rough, you know, it was a lot of like, you know what I mean, head bumping between me and him. Of course, I want to be a young man and do things and uh, young and dumb and running, running this. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to do with my Friday is Saturday or Sunday, you know what I'm saying, is go cut some grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, I'll go build a porch, a patio, a garage or anything, a house. He just finished my sister's house, thank God. You know, she'll be moving in on the 6th on her birthday. That's so cool. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. You get all the electrical work and um, get the people to come in there and just certify everything. You'll be, you'll be locked in. So, yeah. I look forward to building my own house. So, I guess that's one way of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, saying the starting process, how it's benefited me. You know what I'm saying? It was rough at the beginning. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that I have uh, that skill set and those opportunities now. And with more than words, man, yeah, I was all over that. I wanted that. That's my baby. Um, the beginning process was definitely rough, but I, I, I took all of it and with, with a, right across the chin. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love what I do. I like, I like speaking. Uh, I was very antisocial growing up. Uh, I was a loner amongst people. You know what I'm saying? Plenty of people around me. Uh, five other kids in the house. I mean, four other kids in the house. There's no alone time, none at any given moment. So as I distance myself, I found ways to make that time as much as I can. You know, so um, with more than words, it kind of brought me back to what my roots were. And that's actually being around family and creating those moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's one way of looking at it. Like this. Okay, yeah, I salute that. Yeah. Thanks, bro. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, Miss Brittany. Go ahead. What are we going to say? Definitely. I definitely, you say you built, uh, like, you do patios and renovations. Like, my mom just got her, um, some work done to the house, to her house or whatever. And we were looking for somebody, like, for my. I quote it. <laughs> if, anything, if anything I can do for you, even if I don't do the work, we'll come in and give you a great quote. Because we're going to run down all the logistics, like all the lumber costs. Lumber is through the roof right now because there's five freaking storms off the ocean. But <laughs> but um, we'll come in and, you know what I'm saying, give you a great quote. Even if we don't do the work, at least you know what the price range is and what you pay. You know, okay. make sure you're getting your bang for your buck at all times. <laughs> all right. I like that because that, I was like, it was, but it was so hard to find somebody that was dependable, so. Hey. It definitely is at times. Subcontract work is rough. Everybody either wants a big check and nothing else, but there's plenty of odd end jobs that you can just go in and sweep out in a day or two. 
before right. you know it, you got ten thousand dollars in a week <laughs> if you work right. <laughs> if you work right, yeah, that's right. Got to go back to your saying, Mister Ty. Hey, if it's in your yard. It's on his card. Nah, don't, don't, don't play with my bro now. Nah. He already told you that now. Nah. Don't be playing with him now. Nah. Don't play with his name now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that sound bite up all like, <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah, we going to need that sound drop, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Among other sound drops that we, we need to add in here. We're going to get yours. We need yours. Too. That's real. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, uh, was there anyone that helped you along the way, Brittany, that got helped you get it started? I know you said you had some issues getting started with the banks and anything, everything, but was there anyone helped you? Yes, I have a mentor. Uh, she's German, and she helped me in so many ways. Once I got the, um, once I pretty much got the dream, dream down pack. Sometimes we don't have like, you know, you have a idea of what you want, but you can't necessarily get your dream down down to a science. Once I got that part down to a science, then I was able to explain to her what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. She was able to kind of give me the uh, to, the key to get to to making it successful. And um, Gina, she's one. She helped me. My mom, of course, she's the backbone to everything. And of course, um, a colleague I had, Quan, Quan, Quanda. She, um, they was just basically there to bounce ideas off of because you're gonna need someone that speaks that language. It's like because I mean, and that's in anything. Anything you do, you're gonna need someone that is that has the same mindset as you to keep you going. Because if not, it's easy to get off track. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get upset, overwhelmed, all of those things. So you know, I have a someone that I could talk to about, um, you know, just the whole logistics of credit you know, the new updates, what's, what TransUnion is requiring right now, what Experion is requiring right now, what Equifax. So once Gina pretty much gave me the insight, and mind you, she's an immigrant. Like, only been a citizen of the United States for eight years. So for someone else to come over to the U.S. and tell us, hey, like, you know, this is what you're allowed to do under this law. And this is what you're like. That was like amazing to me. And she was willing to, you know, tell me, give me a breakdown. So I was like, Hey, why not? So she pretty much just became my mentor on this thing. And, you know, it was up from there. And of course, you know, my mom and you know, family is the founder. Mm-hmm. It, but she, she, she helped me a ton as far as business wise. Okay. Yeah, you gotta have that good mentorship. It's always good to have that, and it's always good to be a mentor to someone as well. So, right. I, yeah, I I encourage anyone that is starting any journey to have an, a mentor and to mentor someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, Mr. Ty, you know what I'm saying? You already touched a little bit. How you, you said you believe in the, the three levels of the generational wealth and what, what your part is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, was there anyone that, you know what I'm saying, that you felt that the support was just real and unconditional, you know what I'm saying, that helped you along the way with starting your ventures? Definitely. I've been blessed. Um, of course, my dad was the lawn care and uh, carpentry. Um, that's an easy one. My brothers, sometimes, they actually had the balls to tell my brother, I mean, my dad, no, on Saturday. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> with me, and more than words, uh, I had plenty of help, man. I've been blessed. And I, I mean, you see how I come with it, bro. I come with good energy. Oh, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I really expect that back. Mm-hmm. You know? I actually expect it back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I treat it the same way I treat respect. To where if anything else comes with that, I know it is clearly out of character and out of line. <laughs> and I can, I can handle that how I handle it from that point on. So, but with the people that have helped me, there's been plenty of them. And I can't thank people more. Um, I think the start out was, he goes by the name Antoine Keith, but my cousin Josh Keith, uh, we were downtown Florence. We did a show, shut down Dargan Street, uh, brought in Ezra Brown to play the saxophone in the back of the uh, courtyard that night. We did some big things back there. Um, it was called Soul Art Flow. Uh, hopefully we can do it again, man. Wally, you got to be part of it. Oh, yeah, man. You know, you know, yeah. all you got to do is just shoot. But, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. And Brittany can speak as well. We do we do all of that during Soul Art Flow. You know what I'm saying? So financial ministry, that's an art itself. Okay, because I was about to say, you know, I'm no artist. Oh, no, no, but speaking. <laughs> public speaking. You heard it right <laughs> Everything is an art form. Everybody cannot speak to people. I promise. <laughs> Some people need to shit. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> learning. I'm still in those rough patches, but. We'll get you right. You might just come in and set up a nice little table and whoever comes, you know. Right. You know, I do those too. And I do, uh, I do host my own events and things of that. So I just did a vision board party. If you so, need poetry to your event, Right. But it's like Soul Cafe. Were you there? Were you there? Like, I, I, so I, I performed a lot there. Uh, right. Yeah, that was like, that's okay. my guy. Yeah, that's was my guy. Okay. He's, one of, he's one of the ones that's uh, uh, all about community. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you see what he does. The, the work of the worker show. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to ask any questions. Just look around. Um, I guess Ezra's, yeah, Ezra's been very influential in everything that's going on downtown. Dr. Keith, for one, oh, man, if nobody knows yet, come on. That man deserves, uh, yo, all honor goes out, brother. Absolutely. Kudos, brother. A lot of people give people their flowers while they're here. Right. That's one of the guys that deserves them because I wouldn't have had a place to even go to, you know what I'm saying, that I've been allowed to speak my voice. Absolutely. What I want to do now, of course, you have to do it in good taste, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the guys. Another, another guy was um, Rodney Cloud Hill. He's an artist, and you know, what I'm saying he's done some big things as well. Um, uh, he teamed up with me at After Dark Jazz Cafe before they shut down. Um, we did some shows there. You know, he went one way, I went one other way, but 
He's back in Columbia. I believe he's still doing his thing, man. Big ups to him. Um, of course, all the artists, man. The show wouldn't be nothing without artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need y'all to come out and bring that energy, you know? I met this guy, Guala. Guala means girl, man. All honesty, he has the coolest artist name I've ever heard in my life. That's the first thing we said. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We say, Guala means well. Huh? Okay, yeah. I, I rock with that. I rock with that. Then he got up on stage and killed the set, man. You know what I'm saying? Little big bro right there. That's my dude. <laughs> so, like, all the artists, man, and you can see how hype I get when I start speaking about this stuff because, like, I literally love it. And when people come out and show that love, I feel like that's that energy returning, man. I call hate a boomerang and um and love a frisbee. You sometimes the boomerang come right back at you, stronger than you serve. But the frisbee, you have to wait on somebody to actually pick that up and volley it back. You know what I'm saying? And it's beautiful when you when you receive that back, it's taking a little different. It's another message that's on it. Um, and last but not least, Tanya Mormon. Oh my God, Miss Tanya! If y'all don't know about the goat yet, y'all ain't looking around enough. Miss <laughs> Tanya, y'all seen the lady, the cool brown-skinned lady downtown with the shades and the dreads, and usually with a hat on. She have a camera at times. That's her. Now she's gotten rid of her dreads, but you'll still get her. Miss Tanya Morgan, she has been very influential. In All them, I don't know if more than words will still be around actually, if it wasn't without her. I can go that strong on saying that. She has been that much of a backbone for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, whether it being advice or just, you know, a voice to listen, like sometimes you just need somebody to spill to and just listen to you and um, not really speak much, just listen. And uh, she was there and she did a lot of that for me, you know, and she coached me well. So Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of help. It's always good to have that help out there, that person out there to mentor you. Like I told Brittany, yeah, it's definitely a great thing. It's also good. I know you're probably out here mentoring people as well, so and I don't, I don't doubt it at all. So I'm glad. I appreciate everything you do out here for sure, for sure. And so, Miss Brittany, was there anyone that was doubting your potential success? There was. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Ignore the haters. <laughs> <laughs> allergic. You say you're allergic to the BS, huh? <laughs> like, if, it, if it was, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm so focused on, on the people that that are for me and like real positive with it. Like mm-hmm. that's cheering me on. Like anything else, I'm, I'm, I honestly don't know. I don't know if I tune myself out to it. And it's there, and I just don't pick up on it. But I, I have no clue. Like I don't even want to know. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't even care. I'm just like, yep. <laughs> that's how I go. Right. I should be. I don't give two fuck. Like I really, really don't. And and like I do. That's how you gotta be, though. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Because if you get so, I think if you get so wrapped up on, and a lot of artists say this, like a a lot of celebrities say this, they don't read the comments section of Instagram, especially if they're tagging something with Shayla. 
Yeah. They don't see the comment section. Section. They don't um, indulge in certain activities when it comes to social media. They'll post and go. Beyonce was one of the artists I heard say they do that, and that's that. That's kind of with me. Like anything else, like I tune it out. I mean, I, I don't know if it's just um, me naturally doing that, and I just do it. But I don't. Know. Allergic to the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Mister Todd, man. You know what I'm saying? Me, me personally, being the creative too, I have definitely seen the negative side of it. You know what I'm saying? All the solid competition that people build up, all the solid hate you know what i'm saying and you know what i'm saying you being a creative and bringing a wonderful wonderful platform here man i listen i can't thank you enough and can't appreciate it enough for what you're doing but you know what i'm saying is was it anyone you know what i'm saying that was close or maybe not close you heard that was doubting the success of of what more than words could do or even with you taking over you know what i'm saying what your father already structured you know what I'm saying? Was there anyone that doubted? And, and how did you handle that, bro? Oh, with my father um, taking over his business, I was my biggest enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I never feel the shoes. I had to come to terms with that. Like I had to walk my own path. You know what I'm saying? Learn learn what Tyler's good at. And if this is actually going to work for me, because if it's not going to work for me, the first person I need to let know is him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so sometimes your parents have these big dreams for you and you're afraid to actually speak and tell them who you actually are. I believe in listening to the kids just as much as teaching them. You know what I'm saying? So uh that was that I was my biggest obstacle that. Um nothing else, no one else. It was all encouragement after that. Uh with more than words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's endless amount of people and like Brittany said, I could care less. <laughs> I received so much love. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Why would I stop hugging to go fight? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm good over here. I'm, I'm right here chilling. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to leave this cool AC and great feeling, you know what I mean? Go, go look at that heat that you sending over there. You look at <laughs> in the face. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's just that I don't care. You know what? I like what you said. It was like, it was basically you were you had to grow in it into yourself as far as with your dad's business i didn't take over mine i would he wants me to i'm co-owner but i will not you gotta be yourself and and that's the first thing you do is you say you you make sure you have a voice my my dad my dad is big man he uh he, he made sure that uh he, he, he ain't raised no punks, pretty much, is basically how he said. Uh, ain't nobody going to disrespect you. Right. And he did, most of his life he spent trying to disrespect me. <laughs> I guess he was the first teacher. <laughs> I got a hard lesson, right? Right front, close in person. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that's one thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with more than words and haters, we can't. We that's gonna only slow down my progress. Right, I'm going backwards. Matter of fact, you you hating on me from behind me. You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not an obstacle in front of me, baby. I actually have to turn around to even pay attention to what you got going on back there. 
Right. Most hate, and then the thing about most haters, I've noticed, and I've recently had one that that actually jeopardized my character and my well-being, and I still I still showed it love. Um, I've had one that was front row center at my show and supporting and hooping and hollering and clapping, and the whole time I know everything that you're about and everything that you're saying. But guess what I do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm untouchable. Good energy is, it feels good. It feels good. Irreplaceable. But that hate, I can't live with that, man. You can't. And you can't grow with it. Mm -hmm. It's it's a weight. It's a weight. It's definitely a weight. So, science proves how, if, Science proves how hate and love affect you spiritually, mentally, and physically. Mm-hmm. Like to ingest that. So with with there's a study that they did um, on a plant. They had one plant speaking affirmations of good faith and will to one plant. That plant grew healthy, healthy buds, healthy leaves, and it it lived for a long time. They had another one speaking very negative to it. I hate you, this, that, you know, I'm mean, saying the third bad words to it every day, speaking to that plant. That one died, didn't grow very tall. So if a plant can receive that energy, imagine what we do. That's <laughs> you know, all This is something that doesn't even speak to our knowledge, doesn't speak to our knowledge because we can't speak to it. But if it can receive our words as yeah. negative energy, mm-hmm. What do you think we're doing with that? So I can't receive that. You take that over there, brother. You good? Yeah, <laughs> valid point, indeed. Like I never, I never heard that before, but that's that's a good. Oh yeah, look it way up. To put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I'm good. It's a crazy it. study, but look it up. I did not believe it until I saw it myself. I'm like, the plant is plant is not retaining those things. But you got to think about it. We breathe off carbon dioxide, and they 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 breathe that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then we we breathe what they send out. So mm-hmm. like. Everything is connected, man. And I believe energy kind of like keeps us all intact. That's the last thing that we will ever be here. So the first thing I was was a spirit. The, mm-hmm. flesh will, the flesh will decay. The mind will wither. And my voice will weaken. But the spirit will remain. Energy is all that it is. Energy is, if you believe in science, science proves that energy is never destroyed. It is simply transferred. I believe where my energy is going. You know, regardless of what people believe their faith is, I know what mine is. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you know, you know, Mr. Tyre Poet, so he gonna more than just a poet, he's I don't wanna just maybe you the one category, my brother, you know, well talented, but you know, he he, he got his way with words. It's more than words. Words, <laughs> Already. So Miss Miss Brittany, what's the major difference between working for yourself and working for Someone else, maybe like a major corporation or someone else, period. It's 20 times harder. (laughs) You have to be the employer and the employee. It is 20 times. It is the hardest thing you ever probably do as far as like, you know, depending on what you're doing now. I don't know. For some, they may find it easy, but for me... It is the hardest. You know, people say, hey, you can work anywhere. You can make your own hours. You 
the hours aren't set at all. Like when I get off from when I when I finish up here, then my agent or whatever we work on stuff sometimes two or three o'clock in the morning. She'll call me. She can't sleep to the finish, or I can't sleep until something is finished. Like you know, because I work with people that are fighters and that are very punctual. So it's like, hey, like we know this needs to be finished or something like that. So it's just twenty times out. It's twenty times hard. When you're working for someone, you have set hours. You know, you're going to get paid if it's not commission-based. Um, they kind of give you the blueprint to follow for yourself. Hmm. Don't work. You won't <laughs> eat. And that's the truth. <laughs> Is that paycheck, uh, you know what I'm saying? You, you talked about working for corporations, but... And how hard it is working for self, but is that paycheck a little bit sweeter and and, and more appreciated because it's from self? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, that money hit, you'll be like, I'm glad I'm <laughs> I'm glad I'm getting this percentage versus what they give me hourly. Like, you know, you don't even want to work for nobody else. You'll be like, I'll take this bad for this good. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it weighs out. You're like, man, this is my blood, sweat, and tears. So, hey, this is what, you know, this is why I get paid. I see it. I see what I'm working for. So, yeah, so appreciate it. Motivation right there. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Mr. Ty, you know we're going to tap into your mind, man. It's a, a great mind, expounding mind. I got to keep giving this brother his flowers, man, because he, he don't even know what, what he what he did so much for Guala Meets World, the whole movement. Man, look, man. Um, all right, so so ask me the question again, so make sure I'll stay on point. <laughs> What what was the what is the major difference for you know what I'm saying working for Mr. Ty Davis versus working for uh, these major corporations? All right, I want to piggyback off everything Brittany said. She is totally right. Uh, with my experience, I feel like you know what I'm saying I work ten times harder, but that means I believe in it ten times more. You might be working for a company, and uh, I mean I work for the pharmaceutical company. I work for uh, CVS and Walgreens. I I believe in well. I come from a family of herbalists and I believe in actually going to the land for your, for your healing. So, and it, it works very well, you know, not in all cases, but in most cases, and it's healthier options than uh, medication and pharmaceutical drugs. So it was kind of like a conflict of interest. Like while I was there, it, uh, it conflicted me working for that company and receiving a check, knowing what they're doing to people and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? That, Versus what I'm doing myself, for myself, and for my future, there's no comparison. Not none. Not even if the money doesn't start out like I received back at that job first. There's still no comparison. Long as I know I'm building towards, you know what I'm saying, what I believe in and what I know I can accomplish, there's no comparison at all. Now, um, with me actually learning how to get this whole more than words thing right. Uh, sometimes, right, there's money right away with uh, with the building and construction and grass cutting. It's a simple exchange of money. It's a little different in the art world. Um, people refuse to pay for talent. Uh, they kind of just want 
to tip the can or, you know, the little show monkeys, you know, they just want to, they just want to tip the street performer. And they forget that these are actually people's livelihood. And some of these artists live their, live their life as an artist. And a lot of them are good. Now, my thing with me is being very vocal about who you are and what I like and what I don't like. Because I'll tell anybody, uh, talent warrants a check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can be good and you know what I'm saying? come out and have fun and sharpen your sword and, you know what I mean, get your craft together. But when you're talented... Like, Guala, I'll pay you to do a show easily. I saw I saw what you bought out there, and you told me you didn't even know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he bought a crowd of 20 with him, and they sat through the whole show and waited on that man to perform. That is beautiful. That deserves – he made me money that night being there. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. That is talent. You got people that are willing to follow you, they're willing to support you and do those things. It's very easy to do. You know what I'm saying? That, there's no comparison. You know what I'm saying? Piggyback off of what Brittany was saying, when you're working for yourself, you're really, you're really not working for something. It's working for you. You know what I'm saying? This is what I enjoy. I'm going to go out here and see how I can make money from that. This is what I am good at. I'm going to see how I can actually make a financial, like, like I was saying, like get financially wealthy off of that. With a job, you're just, I'm working for it. I'm a robot for, from the hours of nine to five. Just a number, yeah. Just a number. Because I'm fired, I'm replaced. <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. tell you, and and it's funny that you say people don't pay for talent. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you this. People always say, "Hey, you don't have to pay uh, to fix your credit. You don't gotta pay. You could do it yourself." You're crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I've been trying. They, look, the, 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 none of the people that be on their credit karmas. Yeah, my credit. <laughs> they, 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 they log into their credit karma and that Equifax looking good until they see that FICO. The advantage score versus the FICO. Right. All the way wrong. I'm just saying, okay. Keep listening to people say, and, and keep listening to people say, you can't. Uh, you could do your own your own uh, credit or whatever, and you could do yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You don't know the statute of limitations. You don't know FCRA laws. You don't know CROA laws. You gonna get sued just from playing with them people. They they gonna sue you. You gonna get summoned as fast as you send that letter. They gonna send a summons straight to your door. I didn't see that happen. And then don't call me because I'm not a lawyer. Call your lawyer because I don't got nothing to do with that. You should have played. You shouldn't have played with them people. Echo fans say stop. Stop playing with their name. <laughs> Transunion. <Hey>. Experian. <laughs> you, you want some old man? No. <laughs> <laughs> Told you about coming out here messing oh, with these yeah, good people. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Like, you know, some people, once they get it, once they uncle or they honor their friends, say, hey, you don't have to pay for that. I told somebody else I can do that. You know, that's when the friction begins, you know? Okay, go ahead. Try to try to patch it up. Go ahead and try to patch the <laughs> Go ahead and try to patch the credit up. Or go ahead and try to, you know, 
um, file documents, you don't know what you're doing unless you read that stuff or unless you, you know, get a professional to help you out. It's basically what I'm saying, if need be. Now, if, you know, you feel like you could do it yourself, do it. Just don't call me when they when they sue you because it's out of my control. I can no longer help you at all. <laughs> hey. So since you're giving advice, what advice do you, what advice would you give to any aspiring black business owners out there? Do a vision board. Uh, write a list of your goals. One being the your short-term goal, and then one being your long-term. Write it. Um, I always say, don't overwhelm yourself with goals past uh, the number five. Just write your write realistic goals, such as um, saving fifty dollars this month. You can do something like that. Or your number two goal is um, anything that correlates with your vision board. If you put on your vision board, you want a house and a car, start to do little goals that will get you to that car, house, or even business. So you always need it. You're going to always want to start off with a vision board, your list, pray, plan, and proceed. You want to do those things. You don't have to do it in that that order, but you're going to want to do those things and and begin to tell yourself it's already done. Affirmations are, it's very important to me. I speak affirmations over myself, my kids, my family, my business, whatever I touch, I always say to prosper. Oh, manifestation, girl. That's a whole new... Absolutely. I believe in it. I've manifested so much in my life. I've manifested, you know, I've watched a lot of things I have. Now I have 11 vision boards. Um, over the years, um, my, over the years, seven out of seven of those, out of 11 of those vision boards, seven of them have come to pass. And it could be small things like maybe a trip or just uh, the car I manifested. Uh, I um, paid off a $40,000 car in two years. And that was part, part of the process of manifestation and planning. You have to list the goals. You have to list realistic goals and you have to match it with your work ethics. You know, you can't just say, hey, like, I'm going to get this you know, business, my business going to be booming and you laying on the couch. It don't add up. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Ty, <laughs> what advice would you give to any aspiring black business owners? Good advice. This man always fed me some good advice. So I already know it's going to be some something good, Mr. Ty. Faith over fear, man. Faith over fear. Yeah, all day, every day. Like, we're going to have moments. We have uh, we have wandering minds. Everybody does. Um, there's gonna be moments where like you're gonna doubt. There's gonna be dark places. Um, just make sure you keep your faith alive. 
You know what I'm saying? Protect your good energy. Protect your peace. And faith over fear, definitely. Um, practice that daily. Uh, uh, they say wash and, wash and pray daily. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, thanking God is the first and last thing you should do every day, regardless if you believe in God, then thank yourself. <laughs> if you don't believe in God, thank yourself daily. Uh, whether you had a bad day or not, uh, make sure you have a good night and make sure you leave a good morning, whether it turns into a bad day or not. So faithful for fear, man, um, is, is, is one of the things that I practice that leads me to actually like walking around with all this good energy. I'm 6'3 and 285. I don't need to walk around, man. That ain't healthy for my well-being. The cops might come get me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I'm a black man. <laughs> they hurt. They, they really killing us now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a certain way, there's a certain energy that I walk around with daily that just, like Brittany said, if that energy comes my way, it is totally out of the out of character, out of the norm. You know what I mean? So, hey, hey man, just, just, to, just to go along with what you're saying, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but just you talking about the energy because I experience it personally. You know what I'm saying? People always talk about Negative energy is easy to rub off, but change your surroundings and be around somebody positive for once, and see how that energy rub off. Absolutely, hey, that, that's a a hey, that's a different a hey, that's a whole different ball game right there. Just be around some people positive and see how that en- energy rub off. But I get asked a lot, like, "Why do you smell so much? Why are you so bubbly? Why are you so?" And I'm like, "Why not?" Exactly. And look, man, if you if the people around you aren't affecting you in a positive light, you definitely change your surroundings. If you're in, if you look around and you aren't inspired by anything you see, move. <laughs> Wait, too. Please move. <laughs> Go somewhere else. For sure. It's true. Okay, so we want to want y'all give. Want you give out your. I know you say you gotta get up out of here, right? But. <laughs> Yeah, I we because we had we had a couple more things. It it would have been great to have a female input on, but if you if you okay. can't stick around, we understand. You're good, we're good. The uh, I think we're pretty good for right now. Okay, so yeah. this since we you talking about money and financial literacy, the next thing we want to talk about is women making more than men in the household. We wanted to know how. Each of us felt about that. We're going to start with our guests, of course, because we let the guests go first. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let Todd speak on this first. <laughs> you see, I, I try to do you, bro. Try to switch it up. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right. This is an easy one for me. Um, I have no quells against that at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, that's a part of why we're together, not why we're together. You know what I'm saying? It's a team effort. And if um, my woman make more than me, thank you, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I ain't that kind of brother. <laughs> I don't need that kind of power. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully she respect me enough more than all that right there already. So it's not a big deal for me, man. You know, that's a blessing anyway. But um, I can see why someone would deem that as being negative or have something against a woman making more. It all depends on who you're dealing with as well. How does her making more make her act towards you? Or 
your well-being as a couple. You know what I'm saying? Does that does that cause any friction? Like it's it's more than just her making more. That ain't got nothing to do with it. It's actually how people act when they make more. You know, some people get their chest out. The man, he uh he might be a little masculine. We don't control our masculinity all the time the way we should. So if we're making more in the house, it kind of feels like you know what I'm saying. And if you ain't, I can see how one brother would probably that would deplete him a little. I'm not that brother. Nah, I'm a man broke. Oh, Rich, I am a man. A grown ass man. You know what I'm saying? So, Fags, bro. It doesn't, it, doesn't Fags. Really, it doesn't really bother this one right here at all. Um, not at all. All right. This is Brittany. Did I answer your question well? Oh, bro. Hey. Hell yeah. You know you beautiful. You know, hey, you beautiful with them words, man. Come on, man. You don't gotta ask that, man. <laughs> I'm just glad she allowed me to go first. <laughs> I was hoping that. Plus, look, 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 let me let me add before Brittany adds. Shout out to my mom and dad because I had a front row seat to that. My mom was a business owner right away, right out of high school. Like she 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 knew what she was good at. She went to Bronner Brothers conventions. She was doing hair. She was one of the biggest hairdressers in Florence, along with Pearly Keith. This was in the early nineties. She had her own shop in East Florence, business owner on her own property, and before McLeod bought up everything. So like I watched her make more money than my father, and my father had to play catcher. He was uh he he had battles of addiction and things of that nature. So he kind of he kind of slowly caught up with her. You know what I'm saying? And now he makes more money than her, but it's always been that way. And I've never seen her disrespect him in any manner. I've never seen him disrespect her. So I come from a household that was, you know what I'm saying? There was friction, of course, and battles and woes, but they gave a great, great, great blueprint to what I should do with my life. Thanks, bro. And and that's that's crazy that you mentioned that. I would say that because a lot of people that's in these relationships don't know that Nine times out of ten, how you build your relationship is going to be off the health of the relationship that was before you. So whether it be your parents or your guardians, what you saw in your household is how you going to subconsciously try to build your relationship. But, you know, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. <laughs> Just be throwing that out there. Brittany, hopefully I gave you enough um, enough room. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you, I have a friend, I have a friend who's a doctor. Um, so she makes roughly about 300K. Um, She's single? So I'm just playing. <laughs> I, just had, I just had to ask now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you, um, yeah, she is single Be, because of that. Hey, tell her there's somebody for her. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't afraid to shoot my shot on a... There you go. Go get her, bro. <laughs> on an all-diamond rim and a gold net. I ain't afraid to shoot my shot. <laughs> 300 feet away. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm going to tell you, being headstrong, when I first got with my husband, same thing, like, I was in the mindset with her, too. Like, hey, if he doesn't make this this amount or whatever, we got to be in the same room financially. You know what I'm saying? We have to be in the same room financially. You know, when you're making that type of money, you want to be careful who you link with. You know, from a 
from a woman's standpoint, from anyone's standpoint. But women got an ego that we don't talk about. We always talk about the male ego. Women got an ego too. We're like, if we're bringing in more money, some women, if we are bringing in more money, then we feel this is. He can't be a man. <laughs> in right. so, so many words. And that's right. what I meant. Like, it depends <laughs> on who you're dealing with. Yeah. No, like it's like you know we'll come in that we'll come in the house and our ego is big as it, you know it's big as day. Like hey, like what do you do today? Oh, I gotta pay that bill anyway. You know we snappy when we can't be. You gotta have somebody that gonna humble that energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's all that is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I guess take, take a different spirit for that. Oh, oh yeah. Majority of the women that I've I've met and and you know had the conversation with like hey I make more than my husband and you know I pay the bills or whatever this then and third they kind of it's like a little slight boast and I just feel like me me when I first got with my husband I was making more I I never um, he humbled me. Like Thank you. Hey, look. Right. Yeah. He humbled me a lot. Like, my, my man got five kids for no reason. Sometimes you got to pay the rent. He humbled me in a lot of ways. He was like, my. It's like being your name. And then when I had the twins or whatever, so, you know, I let go of uh, what I I was doing primarily at the museum. So I let that go. And, you know, now he's the breadwinner or whatever. So he's like, you know, it was like, you have to get somebody that is okay with the finances. Finances can make and break you. But you got to get somebody that's okay and tell you, like, that money don't mean nothing to me. Yeah, shout out to your husband, yo. You know, 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 you I'm like, what you need? What you need? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get out there and cut that grass. Oh, man, damn. <laughs> I'll be in not, the not, kitchen. Not now, but right now. <laughs> Bro, I'll be in the kitchen naked like Ben Reigns. Want some breakfast? A house husband, number one. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I ain't working, she working, and I ain't working, she, I'm going to be. Stay yeah. at home, dad. Yes. <laughs> the best. The That's best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Apron, oh, and, apron and all. They <laughs> could. They could. He's stopping at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, man. I'm going to have to agree with my brothers here, man. Listen, that. Just just speaking off my household and what I see too, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It was a time where, you know what I'm saying, mom was probably making more. And, and I say mom, but not to get so deep into my life, but my stepmom played a real big role in my life. 
and I love her for it. I, I can never thank her enough for what she did and what she sacrificed just for me. You know what I'm saying? So I call her mom because she was more than a mother to me. You know what I'm saying? But just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Seeing, seeing that household, being a part of that household with my dad and my mom, you know what I'm saying? It, it was a time where, where mom, mom was up and she was doing it. Not saying that my dad, you know what I'm saying? He was working. Good job. You know what I'm saying? But then it was, you know what I'm saying? Some other things happened. And you know what I'm saying? Dad was up. And it just showed me, like like how Ty would say, it just showed me how to appreciate one another. You know what I'm saying? Not, like you saying, Brittany, like, not letting the finances be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, I see my it. woman, yeah, if my woman making more than me, hey. Like, uh, I and, uh like, KT and uh, Tyler was saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm in there washing dishes. I'm in there, you know what I'm saying? Stay at home. Dad, I'm I'm fixing cars. I don't even know how to fix a car. I'm on YouTube. Like, learning. Look, Bay say her car, a carbureted zero. I don't even know if it's a part on the car, but she said bad. I'm on YouTube. To, <laughs> I'm on all that, bro. <laughs> Your AC going bad? Your AC going bad? I got you, bro. Drop my truck today. I got you. <laughs> Trying to fix it all. <laughs> all right. Just to fix it. I, I think as long as you're doing those things and it's a good balance in the household, then it's okay. But if I'm making the money and they ain't no balance, then. Oh, yeah. He just said they playing um, 2K. Oh, yeah. Y'all ain't equally yoked, <laughs> as they would say. Right. Y'all, ain't, y'all ain't equally yoked. Right. <laughs> if, if you're making all that money and he's sitting there playing 2K and that's it. Yeah. 2K fun, but damn. You know, it ain't that fun. <laughs> they, 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 let, let my, let, hey, let my homeboy see me, bro. You can get online today. Oh, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? I gotta go walk the dogs, bro. You know, mm-hmm. I, hey. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I play Call of Duty all day. Uh, nah, <laughs> no, I, I ain't wanna go. I ain't wanna go. Uh, but shit, if he is, on the other hand, if he is making all the money and he playing 2K, it's okay. What you got to say? What you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> 2K is okay. <laughs> And it's still the problem. <laughs> 2K is okay. <laughs> she said it's still a problem. It's still a problem. Still a problem. Oh, man. You always got to pay the rent. At the end of the day, I promise you, y'all got to lay in that bed together. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about the man paying all of the bills? Ooh, that's the next topic. You done you done did the segue. Oh, so let's go let's let's go ahead and get into it. Then. Let's get into it. How do you feel about men being responsible for all of the bills. Well because I'm, that seems to be like the the mindset and right now I'm gonna be honest, like um right now well, just to give a little background about my husband, he did come from a Ghanaian and, um, his dad is Ghanaian. He was raised in a Ghanaian household. His aunt raised him. She's Ghanaian. Jollof rice. Huh? He said they got that jollof rice. That's what you said. Yeah, I'm about to say, yo, knock us some jollof. Oh, and some curd. He doesn't, he doesn't but his, his aunt. Hey, plug me in. Plug me into your in-laws now, because you know, right, I love my jollof and curry now, you know. <laughs> I love my jollof and curry. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, there's their food is a little bit too spicy for me. I'm beyond. I love it. <laughs> I can't. I can't fool with it. It's too spicy. Just get gallon of water. You be alright. Um, and <laughs> and in his household, the man, you know, 
they take care of everything. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. And the, and the wife, she she takes care of the house. And he takes care of the fine. He takes care of all of the finances. Even gives her allowances and things like that. That sort. He, me, my mom and dad. It was um, they were never together. So I'm gonna say my mom and stepdad. It was everything was split. Everything was pretty much split down the middle, except for mortgage. But it was like a 50-50 type deal. That worked in their household. Me right now, I think I, I'm a partner. I think I'm a man's partner. So we clash about me wanting to help and taking care of a little stuff. That's what we clash about the most. I think that is most. So it's more so for me, it's 50-50. I think so. So you, so you prefer the 50-50? So you prefer the 50-50? Yes, I prefer 50-50. I think it, may, it makes me feel like I'm assistant. It makes me feel like I'm more of a partner. It makes me feel like, you know, we are getting somewhere. We're building an empire. empire. You can't do this by myself. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't do this. <laughs> you can't do this. Hey, it's that season. They huh? Uh-huh. It's, it's okay. rabbit season. <laughs> I don't mean, I don't, hey, look. Hello, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean, take about three times. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> that season. Yeah. All right, so let's see. <laughs> My husband's standing right. <laughs> But I think me personally think it just I want it to be a damn I can't think now I want it to be 50 50 but it's 1090 it's more so but but listen though a major thing you uh something you said because man Oh man, oh man, oh man! You know we always talking about our girl Kn Kn Swinette, the blogger, bro. She put out a podcast today. If y'all are podcasters and y'all pod follow, let's build futures. But she put out a podcast today. Uh, it's called the title is called Earn It. And you know, like me coming into the podcast, I was as we would say masculine about some of the things she was asking. But when I sat and listened to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they broke down a relationship. I don't even know if her and her guests knew what they were doing because she had a male guest on there, and, and they both had valid points, you know what I'm saying, speaking on both behalves. But they broke down a relationship so beautifully. So I would encourage anybody to listen to it. But uh, you know what I'm saying? We saying 50-50. Like, yo, 50 yo 50 may not be in finances. You know what I'm saying? It's everything else you're doing around the house. You feel me? And I feel like when it comes to finances, people kind of, you know, like how you say pride and all that stuff takes takes apart, but you got to know that person. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and just be willing to build and just be willing to know what y'all have. So, well, don't 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 say you're not you're not being fifty fifty because you feel like oh he's paying all the bills but think about the things that he appreciates you do for, um, you know what I'm saying for him that could that could be your fifty 
You know what I'm saying? If you cooking, not 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 to try to like, you know what I'm saying, stereotype women or the things they're supposed to do around the house, but you know what I'm saying? If you're doing other things, you feel me? That that could be your 50 to the situation. And hey, it's working out. Y'all good? Y'all in a beautiful, happy marriage. So you giving your 50. You feel what I'm saying? Right. To piggyback off of what he's saying, like I agree in totality, because like um I know how to do those things. I know how to cook and clean and do all those things for myself, but this is not every makeup of every man. You know what I'm saying? Like he might not know how to do those things and he that might be his side of the 50 that he's not providing. You know what I'm saying? So like if I'm if I can be financially stable and I can provide that, there's my 50. And she's doing so much else. You know what I'm saying? So I look at that stuff like more than money. Somebody that can provide like for my kids and take care of them and hold down the household. While I'm out here just listening to somebody that I don't like or either doing some job and making a little check and bringing that back, that is small compared to actually raising up family and making sure your environment is safe. You know what I'm saying? So the woman kind of holds more, um, well, if it is the woman doing it, she she holds way more responsibility. So I have no problem holding down the finances in the household you know what I'm saying? If it makes her comfortable to pay something, maybe get a cell phone or something. You know what I'm saying? Handle the cable. I don't know. Shoot. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm all well fine with, like, paying it all myself. That's no problem. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm actually, I wouldn't say training, but I, I got someone in training right now. And I, won't <laughs> allow, I won't allow her to get anything. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. it's just, it's just, I don't really know what else I can provide right now for her. Other than finance, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't trying to, like, spoil her or nothing like that. It's just that I know that it's a clear happy for me. Mm-hmm. I can make her happy immediately with that. Okay. So, yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? It's right there. You know what I'm saying? It ain't really got much to do with us battling each other or who's bigger than the other one. Because she does things for me that... You can't put a point Yeah, I can't, I can't go and... I can't do that. Right. It ain't going to be as fun. Yeah, I understand it. <laughs> But I I do have where um, some some of my friends they're like if he can't provide I said be careful what you pray for and it's like if he can't provide then not a one and I said be careful what you pray for because then you may be put in a situation where he providing that's it but that's that's only ten percent of what's going on. His, him providing is only 10%. That, that's what I'm saying. Y'all need to listen to our girl, Cancel Net. Earn it, man. Listen, I had to personally message our sister and be like, girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that was that was the one. That, All that, that providing that you was wasn't happy still. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you have cases like that. You do. All the time. That's why you see this infidelity at in, in such a high rate and stuff like that. And this part right here, people don't talk to each other. Right. You know, we assume that you're all right. Assumptions have made an ass of myself. Me assuming has made an ass of me. <laughs> and so, well, you, and look, boy, you so beautiful with them words. Like. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought he, was, I thought he was about to do some poetry. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. Like yeah, you know, I'm messing myself by assuming. So, uh, I, I, you just you got to communicate with people. You know what I'm saying you got to read people. I people watch. I do things like that. Um, and it isn't just strangers; it's people that you're around. Watch them for a second. Mm. See how they react to something you say. See how they don't react to something you say. Uh, uh, nothing. No. You say. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't speak to them for a while. See what happens. Talk. Hey, hey um, Ty, what uh, what you doing, Ty? Let me say. Yeah, <laughs> had to schedule you in for another episode. You know, hey, I'm, I'm in on that. I'm with whatever, man. I love this. This this my thing. I told you I can't shut up. <laughs> that's why I made it. That's why I made an art out of it. <laughs> Let me get into how I feel about the fifty-fifty. So in my household, my old lady, me and my old lady. So I say. It's about 90 10 as far as finances, me being the 90. But she does things like. But, cool, but don't you, cool. hey, hold on, wait. Yeah, I'm about to say, don't bash my sister like that. Because oh, no. you know, I always tell you, boy, I want something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our, cool. brotherhood, our brotherhood go back. My bro don't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I, I do a little laundry now. I do a little laundry now. But you don't have to at the same time. You don't have to. You do it. Cause you, you, you know, yeah, 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 do do it. Yeah, I cut, I cut a little grass. I need to cut the grass right now. You know what I'm saying? But it's gonna get cut. I just we got you. Yeah, it's on. It's in your yard. It's on my car. Hey, you got you got a long <laughs> way to travel to cut this grass. I promise you. <laughs> you see what time it is, well, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a wow. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm in another time zone, my brother. Let's play. <laughs> Hey, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, 9010 as far as the finances. But the other stuff that is done by her, it makes it 50 50. Yeah. So, I ain't going to lie, bro. It's been many times I've been in your career. And let me tell you, my sister, bro, <laughs> boy, she got thrown out in the kitchen. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. That ain't just all she do. But I'm gonna just highlight this kitchen because there been times when it, it, it just be like I pull up and I be like, "Bro, you trying to eat?" You know what I'm saying? He be like, "Shit, some leftovers in the fridge, blase, blase, whatever." And shit, when I hear that, I'm like, "Shit, you know, you gotta go get nothing." Cause I, I already know what time it is. You feel me? Like, pick them things up, boy. Put the things in the oven on warm, whatever you gotta do. Microwave, whatever. <laughs> get it right. Cause I, I'm with the shits. You know what I mean? Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. You like that? Ain't yeah. Yeah, these were some good conversations. This 50 50. It's right how I like how you transitioned us into it because it was about that time transitioning yeah. into the 50 50 yeah. part of the conversation. You did that. You did that for yeah. sure, for sure. I, and I, I guess what my comments, uh, the listeners are already know. You feel me? Um, just uh, 50 50 is uh, it's how you take it. You feel me? It's one of those things. It's how you take it, how you give it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to structure it around being finances, then you know. You know what I'm saying? You could take it like that. But uh, just, I don't even want to say 50-50, but I just want to say meeting in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's just whatever you have to bring to the table because I'm a firm believer when we talk about marriage. I feel like uh, love isn't the only thing that you know what I'm saying? Hitch two people together. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's what can you do for me mentally, spiritually, and emotionally as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know what I'm, it's not all about the finances, although finances have been the reason why a lot of marriages don't succeed. But, you know what I'm saying? I feel like those people have, haven't have a grasp of what does this person do for me mentally? What do they do for me spiritually, emotionally, on all different levels? You know what I'm saying? It's different levels when you talk about it. So uh, meeting in the middle for me, uh, 
You know what I'm saying? Just going back to my household, like I said, like it's been times where even my mom, you know what I'm saying, was making more, but they they still met in the middle financially, spiritually, emotionally, you know what I'm saying? And it was times when my dad was making more, but they still met in the middle with each other. So 50-50, yes, has to be a goal, but it's not, for me, it's not just talking about financially, you feel me? Like everybody got to meet in the middle on every aspects of what make a relationship churn, or, you know what I'm saying, what makes it work, you feel me? Yes, sir. What else I got on this 50-50? Nothing, something. <laughs> hey, you know where I'm at with it. Yeah. I think it's whatever works for your household, period. There you go. Facts. Don't be so socially engineered with y'all right. relationships and y'all marriages, man. I see it so much. I promise you goals. If it is. <laughs> you don't feel like it right now. Like if social media say, say it, it's well, like that, law. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's stoned in law. Everybody right. got goals off of somebody else's relationship. Like they exactly. got Right. Relationship goals. That's, a, that's like literally a hashtag. The worst thing about social media, the worst thing about social media is they paint the narrative that everything is shit sweet. And it really ain't, man. Yeah. They ain't uh, posting the bad you shit. Get, you yeah. get, we, we just found out Kim and Kanye in a terrible relationship. Shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they ain't gonna post that. Cardi and Offset, they in a terrible relationship. You feel what I'm saying? Like until it's news. Yeah, everybody know the blues make the news, but like you know what I'm saying? That that right there, nobody on social media wise, I'm not gonna post an ugly picture of myself. Nah, and then I think look nice. Nah, you, you know you gonna see all the all the glitz and glam, the glam, you see the hardship and nothing like that. You know, sweat tears. That you actually go through on a daily, so it's easy to say those are goals. Yeah, you're looking at the gold of <laughs> relationship. You're not looking at what it took, like the coal you had to dig through to get that. You know exactly. what I mean? But, so, yeah. but listen, man, I got to keep reiterating. My bro's so beautiful with these words, man. For <laughs> <laughs> sure, though, man. I, I'm, I'm just that's just saying that I'm totally in agreement with you, man. Like, you right. know, and, and to go back to what. Like I, I got, I got to, we got to keep shouting that girl out, Cancer. That, that, listen, that podcast. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check her out. Yes, it's uh, let's be a futures man. It's anywhere, everywhere you can get your your podcast for the free. You know what I'm saying? It's she on there. So, hey man, that episode was just something great because I'm just like, damn, it's finally like two people who understand. You know what I'm saying? The, the structure of just being together or being with someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. at the beginning, her guest, like I said, he was a male. He kind of had, like, those masculine, you know what I'm saying, answers. And then when she broke it down from a woman's perspective, absolutely, it was just like, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a beautiful podcast. And, and I feel like it's... It's it's more like all the things we we're saying, or some of the most of the things that were said in that podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is this is just us off top? You know what I'm saying? So definitely great, definitely something that uh, y'all should check out. And yeah. uh, also, all our responses was good too, man. You know what I'm saying? You're on the fourteen on nine. Yeah, man. I enjoy. I enjoyed myself. Oh, yeah. I really did. This is like definitely. Need it like it's 
it's needed. It's oh, necessary. Yeah. It's definitely necessary in everybody's journey, no matter where. If they're growing as an artist, if they're just realizing they should be an artist, or if they're like start trying to start a business, like it is so necessary. Conversations are necessary. Facts. No matter, you know, it is definitely, um, I enjoyed it. I definitely did. I think it's really dope what y'all doing. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you. Keep Thank you. Doing so it. Like, keep yeah. growing yeah. within can't it. Stop. Keep can't stop, won't stop. Right. <laughs> Don't stop. Like, by no means necessary. Don't stop. Keep going. You know, it's really dope. 34 episodes in. We just trying to get to a million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to play catch up already, man. Y'all speak on some great things, man. Right. I was was listening. I was trying to. Anyway, I got to get back um, to the last episode. Okay. Yeah. uh, The last episode, we uh, actually, you know what I'm saying, used our platform, growing platform to promote another black business. Like Mm -hmm. we we, we always said on every episode, y'all see the. Yeah. Logo, you know what I'm saying? The RBG, you know what I'm saying? So we definitely feel like black empowerment, keep building our black. So it, it was just us, you know what I'm saying, using our platform to shed light on another black business that's doing things in the community that a lot of people know about. And, we, and feel, we, you know what I'm saying, we feel the same about y'all businesses as well and y'all ventures. It's something that people need to know about and light need to be shared on it. So why not use our platform to, to reach a base that's not being heard, of, you know what I'm saying, uh, that doesn't know about it, you know what I'm saying, inform them a little bit. So what better way to do it to bring y'all on and let y'all talk about it verbatim, you know what I'm saying? You're hearing it from the horse's mouth. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I do. I, I mean, this will be my first podcast. It will be my first. Um, I've been invited to pop-up shops, to speak, to do motivational speaking, even though I I didn't feel as if I was a motivator. But somebody seen it in me, so like, hey, can you speak? Um, women's Empowerment event I have coming up on the day after my birthday, October 17th, at Cultural um, Bistro in Florence. Oh, yeah. When do you um, know that's at? I have a budget workshop that's coming up. It is sold completely out. As a matter of fact, um, they don't even think they can accommodate my guests now because there's so many and COVID cases are increasing. Um, so I have a lot in the works right now that, you know, that I'm just trying to reach the people too. So I really. Listen, a lot I'm of work. listen, my boy Ty already told you he was a motivator. You know what I'm saying? So yes, definitely, definitely y'all, y'all to link up. Y'all doing some powerful mm-hmm. things in the area. So definitely link up, man. Link up. Like, like Ty said, you know what I'm saying? You got that public speaking together and, and that's all that really matters. You know what I'm saying? So definitely link up and, and we will. put some events together. I'm in, look, I'm in there. I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> I'm open. I love, let me tell you, I, I mean, I love different things, should I say. You know, like I I, I was downtown before it was there you go. innovated. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, me too. You know, stomping you know, the I, I was there before it was mm-hmm. 
downtown. I was there before Dose Vita was down there. Yep. But I knew, you know, I knew um, um, Dr. Keith or her that he had already brought the block or whatever to said in the third. So, you know, he had already had some things in the work. So, he's, he's a smart guy. He, he bought it at the right time. Absolutely uh, great. Yeah. Do with it, you know? So. Right. And so um, I would go to Dose Vida Vida a lot, I'm sorry. And then someone introduced me to Soul Cafe. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it's going to do whatever you said in the third. Um, so those were the two places. And then the library before it um, changed into the Cigar Lounge. Right, right. So I was going to those places because um, I was a manager at Addie's Baby Art and Design Studio with Winter. Winter's First, yes. Listen, I'll tell you something. There's nobody like her. Like, yeah, she's amazing soul. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I did work in the area. She kind of got me familiarized with you know, what was coming down there. You know, Winter, she does her own thing. She's in a home world. She's a... Uh, I think she's... the most creative person mm-hmm. I ever came into contact with. I worked with her when I was, like, like 2022 or something like that. So she was the first one to, like, let me get my feet, feet wet with art. You know, my artistic side, you know. What's up? Well, listen, I I can't draw. I'm more of an organizer and more of a, you know, structuring and managing and that type of thing. We now they put on a little. um, I did the bookends and I kept. A skip joint. What's that? (laughs) A little paint and skip joint or something we might need to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are are popular now. It depends on. Like I said, winter. Winter is the ah oh man, she was the she was the foundation for the paint and sip. Oh yeah, I agree. Were, I agree. Like, like nobody like, was doing that job. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was doing that before it was all like all popular. the people po- posting it and stuff. So right. that was actually a real thing that she was doing. I drive by there all the time. There were people always yeah. there doing the she was the foundation for that. It, it she almost like out. it wasn't even a paint and sip. It was just what you're going to do while you're there. You know? <laughs> right, right. She, man, listen, let me tell you something. It blossomed and it bloomed and it became, you know, the thing. Everybody wanted to paint and sip. Like, they wanted yeah. to do it. I, my, my version of it would probably be to more so educate during it and not so much of the, you know what I'm saying, that side of it. I'd probably, like, like have have people like you around, and I mean, feeding information to you know. Right. What I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Because I'm having so then us us there listening to music and partying and getting drunk. Right. That can happen. Yeah. Because I, I uh, for the event I have on the 17th, it's a women's empowerment derby style. Um, we basically uh, just women of all walks just coming together, like no titles. No, I'm the owner of this. No, I'm the, no, no, no. Just women of all walks to highlight some things that can help another woman. Everybody has their own battles. I don't, I don't like these, these titles. I have been uh, 
invited to a, a lot of events. You know, when you get in the rim of things, you're invited to these events and, you know, no. I love my title. I love that I, you know, do own a, uh, a credit agency that is growing. It's growing. Um, but I don't want that to be the only thing you know me by. You know, I wear many, many, many hats. That's why it was so hard to, um, it was so hard to kind of put a cap and category on what uh, we do. So I just say professional services. Because if you want a resume, then I'll do that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's like whatever, because I had to be many different things with my with my dad, you know? Like, Hey, if you need accountant, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's just, we have so many things that we can do. So it's like, it's kind of hard to put a cap on it, but I did not, I did not want people to stake a title on me and that's all they know about me. I got you. Yeah. So. All right. We got into the business. We got into the, we got into more financial things, but. Now it's time to transition to the next little topics we got going on here. Y'all ready for that? Listen, y'all don't spread us with so much information, but we want y'all to let back a little bit. Let us see you, you know, turn up side, if that's what you want to call it. You're getting loose side a little bit. We're going to talk about some shit that's going on, and you know what I'm saying, Yeah, in the, in the world. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no filter. You know what I'm saying? Speak your mind. We love you here on the 1409. Yeah, yeah, there's no censorship on here. So then, one of the crazy things that came up uh, that we saw was a Chinese kindergarten teacher sentenced to death for poisoning 25 students with nitrite lace porridge. So I saw that. I was like, what the hell? People crazy. I I had a joke, but um, I feel like it's inappropriate because they said porridge. And I'm like, who the fuck is eating porridge? The only time I knew what porridge was was the story of the three little bears. There you go, Brittany. The three little bears. I don't even know what porridge looked like, what it smelled like. So you couldn't put no porridge in front of Gualami's world, the poison, because I ain't going to eat it because I don't know what the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? I I hate to be, you know what I'm saying? Don't you think it could have been like they have different names and different cultures for different things? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think it could have been like some damn grits or something? I don't know. I'm sorry. But I don't. Porridge is different from grits and oatmeal. I've had porridge before, like as on my Jamaican side of my family, my dad's side. Jamaicans eat porridge, like for breakfast, stuff like that. I've had it, and it's not bad. So, uh, hey man, I'm not going to you try. Hey, look, we might need a little culture then. I need some porridge, man, the next time I see you, brother. Well, I have <laughs> no, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, I don't want porridge. Yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't knocking it. I'm just saying, I don't know what it is. So, like, yeah. it'll be kind of hard to push me with porridge because <laughs> I. I just some porridge. The fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't never. <laughs> but I don't think. I don't think. Honestly, I think um, death was too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the easy way out. I think you know you you kill 25 kids or whatever. You need to suffer a little bit. Yeah, most definitely. You definitely need to suffer a little bit because had had it be my child, you poisoned. 
You oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What they say? Life? Oh, fuck life. Fuck, fuck going, fuck the deathbed. You might meet that a little bit earlier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Death might be knocking on your cell because I'm trying to right. pull every every connection I got together. What cell she in? Oh, she in C block, <laughs> cell 23. <laughs> she uh, she made it there. Exactly. She made it to like, to me, I think it was more so, uh, you know, I think that, um, Executing or whatever they did or whatever they still over like I think that was just too easy. Definitely need to suffer a little bit, but like, that's the it's yeah. I, I agree with you. Sometimes I feel like uh these punishments do kind of need to go back to like the. It, it's kind of funny though, but do need to go back to like the old old type of punishment like people used to have, like death by fire squad. Like nigga, you don't want to stand in front of a bunch of people shooting at you, so you'll get your act together. You feel me? Like sometimes I be feeling like, hey man, some of these crimes these people be committing, it just like man, fuck all these federal laws. You, right, injecting them is too easy, man. Let them look at the people that's about to kill them because yeah, she just looked funny. at all these students. Right, that she, you know what I'm saying? She poisoned, so let her look at 25 people that's about to shoot her. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like it's heartfelt because you know what I'm saying? yeah, 25 students, 25 kids. That's 25 innocent souls who could premeditate, you know what I'm saying? grow and blossom and change the world. You know what I mean? Premeditated too, because you you had to think about this. This was a thought. This was like thought out. You knew you was going to harm kids. Kids? Come on. Yeah, they so, so innocent. No. Yeah. So this caused minor injury. So they were uh, vomiting and fainting. No one died, according to this article. This happened back in 2019, but I guess he just got the sentence recently because this article is from September 29th. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. They were vomiting. But still, she know better than that. I, yeah. I think... Uh, a lot of people a lot of people don't get charged on the outcome. People get charged on the intent. And you ain't you don't intend to poison people to watch them vomit and throw up. If you poisoning somebody, you intending to kill them. You know what I'm saying? So the intent is there. You feel me? You For know what this I'm saying? particular Gra- case. For yeah, this this particular, this particular case, gratefully, yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's a and, lot of you know, people doing things and they're actually killing people. Cops yeah. are actually killing our people. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, like, they they're had, actually they intended like, to do that. Right. All, all of my black brothers slain out there. Yeah. Right. All my black right. sisters slain. They intent, like I said, that's intent. They intended to do that shit. I, I can't right. die with them. Like I, like we say on 14, we're not anti-police. we just for better policing. Absolutely. All the shit that been happening, they intended it. I'm never anti. I'm never anti police. You know, especially when I have uh, family members that that wear the blue suit. You know what I'm saying? I have a husband that you know put on his ACU. He put on his uniform, military uniform. But like I was saying, you know, I have so I'm not against it at all, none whatsoever. However, like you say, better policing. Policing the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So. Need a lot more of that. Or policing the things that they actually supposed to police. Ooh. Man, listen. The definition of the police the definition of policing is to oversee property. 
I'm no one's property. Mm. If I if I do something, if I damage something or I uh, break the law, you uphold that. But I am no man's property. I do not obey you. I do not listen to orders. And I, I go about my day how I am supposed to. I do not have to stop. I do not have to do anything that you're asking me to do, officer. Especially if I haven't committed a crime and you cannot pin an investigation against me. All right. <laughs> so, but... There's there's a lot of there's a lot going on. There's so much of a thin line that happens between what what the crime that's committed and the actual intent of the officer and what he's doing and what's in his head. So we're like, I'm man enough to say I couldn't be a police officer. Um, that's a hell of a job. Um, to say that you are putting your life on the line to protect someone every day and you have to knowingly care. I don't even hardly carry my weapon anymore just because of that reason. I mean, I keep it, you know what I'm saying? But so far as just walking in and out of places with it, like I was, like I just grew up, I grew up with it right there, you know what I'm saying? It's like a mole. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I grew up with it right there. And I had to stop that energy. So I imagine that energy that a cop would walk around. I'm just a person just like he is. That thing holds some power. You know what I'm saying? So what? regardless of whatever your job is, that firearm holds some power. Sometimes it's uncontrollable, you know what I mean. So I can, I can, I can, I can tap into both sides. I'm one of those ones that I can debate both sides. Doesn't mean I agree with both sides, but I can openly debate both sides. You, you and understand I'm, it. You have the understanding with the officers. Yeah. I understand what kind of job you're in and what kind of fear you're in, and the annoying part. Like I gotta walk up to somebody's car and they might blow my damn head off right, right. now. Right. I don't know if this is a criminal right here. So yeah, my hand might be close to my gun right now. I might be uneasy, but this person might also be an outstanding citizen that just looks like a young black man that might do something that really don't mean nobody no harm. And it just turned into something ugly real quick before you know it. Facts, man. You said you said you said that key word again. Intent. Intention. Intent. Hey. And assumption. You, hey. Make an ass of you. Yeah, what? We, we I, I was wanting you to say it again. <laughs> we, do it, we do it annoyingly too. I don't know if you've ever like stereotype somebody and they end up being like a really, really good person or a really, really good, you know, individual or they, they like you say, an outstanding citizen. Like let's let's be real. The realest part about it is not actually the destruction of the life. It like, like shit is gonna happen. We're all we're all here for a moment. That's unfortunate. That's sad. I, my heart goes out to every family member that has ever suffered to something of that nature. It is actually how we correct it and what we go about doing about that. Because it will continue to happen if we didn't correct this corrective action. What was done about the loss of that life? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like Breonna Taylor right now, like mm. we got, we got serve, like, like those men are serving, like not even serving time, but they were charged for bullets that didn't hit her. Wanted endangerment. We talked about that. <laughs> Bro, that's like me jumping oh, in my car right now, driving recklessly, and um, hitting five people on the sidewalk and killing them. And then they charge me for driving recklessly and nothing else. Mm. Or speeding. Imagine that. They charge you with destruction of property. Yeah. You, you destroy the light pole or something. US, I, I hit a mailbox. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. It's what we actually do about the, the injustice that's happening. You know what I'm saying? And it isn't an injustice until you don't do anything about it. 
know what I'm saying? How do you do something about that to correct that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It isn't even, it, I, wouldn't, I, I don't like to use the word it's not about that, but it, it's made about the life that's lost after we see that there's no corrective action. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people are going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. And they love to pin people against each other. So I can't look at the, like, I can mourn and um, I can, I can, like, like, my heart goes out to those families, but what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When will they be a consequence? When 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 well, she the got consequences. system of white supremacy has been destroyed and depleted and uh, we are able to build up upon that to actually benefit um everyone's well being, not just white, black, or anybody. Really it's just like we it, this whole country was built off of white supremacy. Um, white man came, white man took over, white man still runs it. White and man, I got no prison. And, and I, I got plenty of, I got, pl- how they say I got plenty of black friends? I got plenty of white friends. And they know my energy. My energy is beautiful with everyone. But they also know my truth. I will serve it to you. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just because it's the truth don't mean we have to hate each other. Right. You know it's the obvious truth. And the fact that you don't understand it lets me know what kind of person you are. Indeed. So, whatever. <laughs> another truth out here is I know y'all probably done heard already heard about this, but another truth out here is that it's going around that the president and first lady have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Upon him ridiculing Vice President, uh-huh. former Vice President Joe Biden at the debate for wearing his mask, and ironically, mm. he ends up with COVID two days later. How y'all feel about that? <laughs> I need Jesus to take his hands off that wheel. <laughs> Just for a second. Let this one ride out, God. Let's see what's going Let's see what's gonna happen, God. Let's just see. Let's just see for a moment, God. Let it let him let, let whoever he is use you this time. You know what I'm saying? Don't use you. Use somebody else. <laughs> but now, in all seriousness, um, I believe it's a little deeper than that. Uh, I believe they're preparing for um, for um, for um, now. Now I want to lose the word. I believe they're preparing for uh, what is it? What is it? When they give you injection? What is it? Walla, uh, help me out. They give you injections. Oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New world order. No, 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 no. Um, Not everybody. But what is it called? Like, like, like. Oh, vaccine. Vaccine. I don't know why I lost that word, but I couldn't get it. Um, I believe they're preparing for vaccinations, in all honesty. Um, And the best place to start would be the leader of our free nation here. You know, let's just give them that. Uh, compa- bit of com- conspiracy, right? Conspiracy. You're just going oh, through you, them. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. saying? You know I'm big on the conspiracies. Yeah. Let's start with a free nation leader, um, him and his wife, who have been blatantly ignorant about the whole thing so far as of now. And let's just say that they have. It. Now, let's let's say that they took these vaccines and they worked for them. And they're trying to roll that out there anyway. They already yeah. have one that they're trying to get out there. Yeah. And and I, 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 it's gonna, it'll be easier to pitch as mandatory. Then. 
And he was talking about it in the debate. He's saying it could be here before yeah. November 1st. So. Yeah, I'll, Katie, you took the words out of my mouth. Very I was going to say, did y'all see the debate? But there is a vaccine, MMR, something of that nature, where they're encouraging people to take it. Mm-hmm. And they literally are offering it. Yeah, they got people that are they're asking people to come in and see how, like, test subjects, pretty much. I hate I to use the word guinea pigs because there still are people. So, test subjects, like, yeah. you know, they're having people come in and actually take the shot and see how they actually respond to it, how their bodies respond to it. Damn. So, if it works for you, it works for you. I'll go on the record by saying I already had COVID and I survived it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, of course, I'm here, but I already had COVID. I got it on my job from um, another person that we were all around working on the same course that day. And I didn't think I had it. I, did, I didn't think I even had it. I didn't have one symptom until after I was swallowed. And a week later, mm-hmm. I had two terrible days. <laughs> and I know after, 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 after they test you and did what they did. Uh. Yeah, and they brother. said you was positive. Look, you already know I'm big on this. Yeah, school. brother. So you know, after they said you, yeah, you positive. No, I'm sitting here talking to my <laughs> I'm here talking to my supervisor. Hey, man, I feel great, but I was in the office. I do work with this person daily. I need to go get tested. Um, I guess that's what y'all say. I can't come back to work, right? So I have, hey. I have, I have 80 hours that they go able to pay me for that between the time that I get tested. So that's, I get 80 hours. I get basically two checks that I get tested. I have that time frame. Mm. Other than that, I had to make an appeal. If I got sick or if I didn't get tested yet, I had to make an appeal why I didn't get tested or for what reason I didn't want to. So between those hours, I went and got tested. The the end of that week, I didn't even go right away. I went the end of that week after they gave me those hours. Um, That Monday, they called me, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you've tested positive. That Wednesday, I felt sickly. That Thursday was the worst day I've had on this earth. Oh. On this earth yet today. You know what I'm saying? So far as my health and my body. And I, I had to, I, I know my, my mom being uh, someone from the land of, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of Indian people in the valley. So they really believe in surviving off of the land and your medicine being from the land and herbs. So she knew exactly what to do. And she's taught me what to do to break fevers, the, 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 um, the lower mucus in your lungs, which is what happens with COVID is pretty much essentially it's, um, it's walking pneumonia uh, times 10. It's basically cold. They're tying, but they're tying it to other things they can do to your brain as well. Like it's oh, yeah, like yeah. attacking the brain and yeah. parts of, all of that. different parts of your organs and different yeah. parts of your body attacking different organs. Yeah, overheating yeah. organs, kidney, yeah. brain, all of that. So like it's a lot that went on, man, and I I, I did the right things in order to uh, get my body back right. It took about it took about a what day. What do you do? If you don't mind me asking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, no, 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 Ty, don't get that information out because that's information okay, I, I, that need to be paid for, person. brother. That's information that need to be paid for. <laughs> you feel person. you can catch my jerk? Because, because, <laughs> no, hey, I'm just I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be honest with you, you are right because like, all right. Here's how I look at it. There's, there's, there's Madison workers and people of that nature that have been taken from us as of yeah. recently. Dr. Sebi, and then there's, he hasn't, Dr. Sebi wasn't the only one. He's not the only one. There's plenty of people, there's plenty of Madison workers in South Carolina. People love to say that root word, but the, 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 the borderline basis of that is basically going to the root of the land. 
they use it in negative ways, just like you can use pharmaceuticals in negative ways to actually control people and, and hurt people. Nice. You can use the same thing in a plant and a herb to do the same thing. So you hear the negative side of it more so than the positive side. So yeah. uh, with our, it was a lot of our yellow, yellow root tonic, mm-hmm. um, black root tonic. Um, those things to boost the immune system right away. Cleaning my blood was with uh, beets. Um, garlic was good for uh, for that as well, and the inflammation. Yes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean like a whole garlic clove. Like, you just eat it. Garlic. Just eat, just eat the garlic plain. If you don't even know about that, just cut like the garlic up and eat it. <laughs> like, like, I promise you, yeah. Like, enjoy yeah. like, <laughs> it and pop it like a pill. Like, eat it. What? Like, it's like that. Yeah, I know. So, like, uh, that's, that's one big thing. Um, I'll tell you what. What I hear ginger root a lot. There you go, ginger, ginger, um, ginger is like 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 right there. What what um, it's like the sun vitamin, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? It does that to you. Know I mean, it keeps that energy and everything, and kind of like your blood flow. You want your blood to flow very well. You know what I'm saying? So like that would help. Um, um, sea moss. That's healthy okay, blood. Right here, yeah. Sea moss was uh, big for me. I put that in my drinks every morning. Um, the one thing that that helped me out in that case of COVID more than anything, because the my case, everybody has their own personal case. My case, my lungs were filled with mucus, and I could hardly breathe. I was wheezing, and I and I I, I had a high fever. So of course I used eucalyptus and uh, Epsom salt to break the fever, and alcohol in the tub. Um, I broke the fever that way, um, as hot as I can stand. It. You got to get your body temperature matched. Um, the way that I got rid of the mucus, though. Uh, and inflammation in my lungs was through pulling it through your pores. If you can't, if it's not coming out through your snot, through your, through your nose, it's an overload. It's not coming out through your digestive tract, which okay. it will eventually do. It's an overload. So you actually have to pull it through your pores. The strongest way to pull it out is through your feet, the bare of your feet. You can cut up an onion and place it on the bottom of your feet, and it will Sir. extract it right out. You can also do it to your chest, and it essentially does the same thing that vapor rub does. But the onion on the feet, that blood cycle while you're sleeping, crazy. And you'll begin to taste it and smell it as soon as you put it on the bottom of your foot. I know. I used to do that for my mm-hmm. so then I did it for the babies. You know, yeah, that yeah that's simple step right there. That's okay. Because okay. I love hey, the gummy inside as well. They, um, oh boy, I, I've learned so much. I mean, they, they know how to go through it. They know how to survive without... Um, the worldly way of surviving this pharma. Big pharma. Way, way. Big yeah. pharma. As, tr- as Trump said in the debate, I'm the president to go against big pharma. <laughs> you know? That dude, wow, man. That dude is a big bird. You know what I'm saying? Like, every sense of the word, bro. Like, yeah. That's the real nigga. Like, uh, hey, I, I, I said that too, bro. Like, Trump is the first nigga president. Yeah, like we, yeah, we had a black president, but Trump is the first nigga president. I mean, he are yeah. a hard one too. Yeah. <laughs> Already. What's what's that question of the day you had? Oh, the question of the day. We gonna. I got. I got some good responses today about this question of the day as well too. So we gonna start by reading those. Um. The question of the day was, it's kind of like two questions, but I did it that way so people would go into explanation because sometimes people see the question and just give like a yes or no. So we we want responses. 
So the question of the day was, what were what were you most afraid of when you were younger, and do you still have that fear? All right, we had uh, Mr. Justice Singletary, Mr. J. Shell Bullet. He he commented again and he answered. He said, "Snakes." Ever since I saw the movie Anaconda and snakes on a plane, that shit had him paranoid for a minute. And he's like, "Hell yeah, I'm still afraid of snakes." <laughs> We had our brother, Mr. Josh Harrell. He talked about uh, his biggest fear when he was younger were tropical storms. He said due, uh, due to what they could disrupt, you know what I'm saying, the destruction of a tropical storm. He said now they're soothing. All right, we had Miss Darnay Cameron. She said snakes, and she still is. And uh, our good brother, Mr. Jer- Jeremiah Fogle, says spiders. And yeah. He still don't fuck with them spiders. <laughs> All right, we had we had one more too. Uh, Vincent Esposito. He said he was afraid of fires, and he said yes, he still has that fear, but it's more like big fires, like being inside a house on fire. That's his fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the guess. We can, yeah, we can start with our guess. You know, whichever order, which you know, saying whoever. Think of something that they were afraid of when they were younger and uh, if they're still afraid of it or not, you know? Clowns. Clowns? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Clowns. Ronald McDonald. Who did it? Like, clown. Like, cl- because cl- like, I hear this phobia a lot. Like, people have clown phobias. So, my biggest question is, is it because of the It movie you know what I'm saying? Clowns of that nature or just clowns in general? You see it's a clown that's out there. So it's certain ones. I just had my kids like a carnival theme or whatever, and I seen a little play clown, and that didn't bother me. Like, but it's this, it's like those, uh, I shoot, it's like those one with the big old suit on, the stripes and the dot, and got that red nose. Like, I don't like those. Like, I can't stand it. Like, literally. I have left the fair because of one. I've left because of them. Like, and if they got a little car, it's oh. over. Like, if they driving in that little car that goes all around, they come up to you or whatever, like, it's over. Like, I would leave. And, like, it, like, it messes me with my anxiety. I can't admit to it. Like, I'm for real. I would, I had to take, like, I went to the ER one time because my anxiety went through. I was having it anxiety attack. Now, at that time, I didn't know what to call it. Like, I was like, yo, I can't breathe. <laughs> my, mama like, my mama was like, well, just breathe. She was like, you holding your breath? I was like, no, I can't breathe. I can't catch my breath. And she was like, I think you're having an anxiety attack. And they just kept coming. And it was because the, the clowns triggered my anxiety. And they still do. And it, like, my husband loves scary movies. I don't like I don't like uh, Halloween. I don't like, you know, dressing up as nothing, you know, other than like cartoon characters and stuff like that. Uh, I guess I'm just scary. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, like. Sometimes it happens. (laughs) I think that, you know, like the house is creaking a little too much or whatever. So now we're packing up, leaving like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. 
Hey, it's all good. You know, this is no judge zone over here. Yeah, no, no judge zone. We ain't judging. But uh, I will say, I feel like you just scared of uh, Pennywise more than clowns because of how you, your, your description. You just scared of Pennywise. You just scared of the it clown. Really? No. <laughs> yeah, because you you around clowns, but they if they have certain features. You don't fuck with them, and they they sound like Pennywise features to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Ty. Mr. Ty, you know. Oh, my, mine is real simple. Scary movies, man. Like, I used to like it when I was a child. Like, any horror flick ever, man, no, I ain't watching it. But now, like, as an adult, it don't bother me because all of it looked fake. Unless it's some demonic stuff, and then I, I actually believe it. So what? Because listen, them conjuring. I don't watch them either. <laughs> hey, I don't watch them either. I don't even watch them serious. Man, anybody throw that on me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> about to come home. <laughs> 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 See, looking in the back seat on your whole ride home. Hello, come on. Hey. Up. You know what I'm saying? What? I ain't even about to have that. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Not even close. N- listen, I'm so, I'm so highly in good energy till I know that the bad is there. You know, what yeah. I'm <laughs> you have to be aware. Hey, of it. <laughs> man, listen, them conjurings and them paranormal activities. Something else. Listen, look, look, when I was in college, bro, we we went to what I think Paranormal Activity Three had just came out, and the and the spirit name was Toby. I remember hmm. this shit clearly. You know what I'm saying? We went to watch the movie, and everybody was joking. And I was in college at the time, bro. We had got back to school. We had to do some studying. So all the people that just went to watch the movie, we in the study hall studying. And people was still joking about the movie and started saying Toby. And the light started flickering and blinking <laughs> in, in the goddamn study hall. I'm like, hey, <laughs> listen, listen, whatever I make on this uh test in the next few days, I- I'm cool with it because I ain't about to be in here and these light flickering <laughs> and shit like that. I'm gone, bro. I'm out. I can't be around y'all. Y'all, y'all taking this shit as a joke, but I know. Firm, I'm a firm believer, like, and, you know, we're not on this earth alone type thing or whatever. So, you know, like, we know we got the animals and stuff like that, but there's no other energy. Like, you go back to what you were saying before, you know, energies are not destroyed. They're just transferred. So that's true. And they teach you that in science. That's scientific known fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I told my husband the other day some something crap was going on, and I was like, I'm packing up and I'm leaving. Like literally, got the pre-approval this morning and got a house under contract. I was like, I'm not playing. Like you know, I I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> stuff going on, and mind you, I'm not watching any scary movies. I'm not like, you know doing anything or whatever. But I am spiritually sensitive. So, you know, I can pick up on things. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can that that really listens to their intuition and things like that, as others call it. I'll call it being spiritually sensitive. If you listen to yourself, you can pick up on either bad vibes or good, you know. But, you know, I I know I utilize it to stay around good energy. Mm-hmm. So, hey. You got a mind high. Lights get the flickering around here. They have been flickering, and guess what? I got the biggest U-Haul they they had out there. That twenty-eight inch caravan. Come on with it. 
<laughs> getting up, getting up out of there. Eh? Look, I feel you. Then that Halloween stuff in Walmart too. That just triggered even more. Another season right there. I don't rock with it. That's another season right there. You know what I mean? I don't mind <laughs> kids participating in all of that. You know what I mean? And the beautiful part of it, you know what I'm saying? Christmas too. You know what I'm saying? They don't celebrate it. Oh, for do you don't celebrate like any? No, 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 no. I believe in the gift giving in the spirit of what 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 that the love part is about. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? The celebration of. God and Christ and all of that. I, I believe I say celebration, not birthday, but okay. celebration because you shouldn't know his real birthday and when he was born during the rainy season, which is nowhere near Christmas. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> on, on that get, get into that. Get into that frankincense and myrrh. Some of the gifts that was given to him too. Oh. You know by burning, by burning that and blessing yourself with that. You know, sending them all. Oh. But you know, I. <laughs> Okay, it's on the fence for me because you know what I'm saying it's, it's essentially about spirits and it's, it's really what it's about so like you gotta uh, watching it happen is is youthfully and fun as it looks you know what I'm saying I, I, it is what it is man long, I think if you can just um if you can separate yourself from that without attaching that energy to you and that's what you're doing it for no harm no foul but if you knowingly, if you, me knowing what I know, I can't walk through that portal. I can't do that. Something will attach itself. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't afford that. Fair. I might not know what to do with that energy. You know what I'm saying? You got to be comfortable with what you open up. You know what I mean? Prayer is a portal. You're praying to something higher than you that is on a higher level, right? Absolutely. So you're hoping to receive something back. Um, and hopefully that thing is good. Sometimes God don't send good back. Sometimes he said lessons. <laughs> what? Hard ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello. People don't people don't remember that part. They think God punished you. Nah, man. He uh, mm. might be he might be grounding you for a while. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Uh, listen, agrees to what you're saying because uh, I be telling a lot of my friends this, and they don't they they can't understand it, and they don't get it. Like when I was young, coming up, you know, like. Simpsons has been around forever. Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, like you watched that heavily. But I recently had to take into like watching The Simpsons because like we used to watch them when we was younger. But my grandma, you know, I'm saying God bless her. So she was in the room, you know, I'm saying one time when we was watching it, and it was an episode where uh, Homer had sold his soul to the devil for a box of donuts, and my grandma seen that shit, and she was like, "Hey." Yeah. Y'all ain't watch, y'all, hey, listen, y'all ain't watching that no more. Y'all better find a new cartoon to watch because y'all ain't watching no Simpsons. So it been from that point on for a minute. Like, I, I ain't watched The Simpsons. So, like, I couldn't tell you nothing that was going on. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, okay, Grandma said this shit. It's in stone. Like, you can't, we ain't watching no Simpsons. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it just, uh, you know what I'm saying, kind of show what you, because, like, that, that was her explanation. She said, like, you know what I'm saying? She feel like spirits can grow from the things that you watch, especially like television. Like you can you can embed a spirit in your house by what you watching on TV and how it alters your beliefs and what and you know what I'm saying how it alters the way you think. So she was like, "Hey, uh, uh-uh. uh, 
I ain't want, want none of my grandkids feel like they got to sell their soul for something they love so much. They got to sell their soul because you, we all know. Like I said, we did watch Simpsons. We all know Homer loves his donuts. So right. hey, I ain't want none of my grandkids to get the message that you got to sell your soul. It's all you love. Get something you love. You feel oh. me? Like so. And that's so powerful that you even brought that up. But yeah, that that is that is something we don't look at it that way. But we intake a lot through the messages that are on TV, some that we listen to on the radio. We intake a lot. We don't even think about it right then and there. That's why it's so important for me to wake up and listen to Les Brown in the morning. It's so important for me to wake up and and say my positive affirmations. It's so important for me to, you know, do my five minutes of meditation or whatever, you know, I can in the morning. Because the start of my day and the end of my day is very important. Yeah, I mean, you said something important when you said wake up. Um, you feel me? And mm-hmm. and with the thinking, that's that's the part. That's the biggest part. You know what I'm saying? And I hate using this word like when people say they woke or the woke community, but that that's just the biggest part of it. Is like people know the subconscious mind. They know what you're trained to thought, uh, think, or mm-hmm. how you're trained to think. And what subconsciously you're thinking, like subconsciously is you do something. Cause Ken, we had this conversation where we we talked about like thinking before we do, and I'm like, oh, you always think, like you know what I'm saying. Subconsciously, yeah, you always think, but you may act without thinking you're thinking, and that's the subconscious. So, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Being woke is all about that subconscious knowing, having presence, and understanding of the subconscious. You know what I'm saying? The things that were like forced on you or things that you've learned and things that you just kind of like, you don't, you don't think about daily, but you do it because you were taught that in that, you know what I'm saying? So it's important to, to have, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You know what I'm saying? Just to know like what you're thinking subconsciously and Mm -hmm. just to have an understanding of the subconscious. That's big. That That's That's major. That's, that's in with liberating the mind and, and having, and, being free thinkers, like like my brother Ty. Ty is a free thinker. Mm-hmm. And you could tell by some of his responses, uh, a, a free thinker. You know, Even if you listen to some of his poetry, you can tell like some of the stuff he do is just like powerful, man, for me, because I'm a free thinker too. And I'm like, dang, I'm free thinking, but I ain't even think about it like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that, that's power, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And knowing, so you gotta be free thinkers, man. Liberate yeah. that mind, liberate that subconsciousness. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, sir. You tap into some things that you never thought were possible. Uh, something beyond you, something beyond the physical, something beyond the mental, the spiritual. Oh, it's, uh, right. it's that um, it's that gene that you see kick in in the full. I call it the fourth quarter gene. You see, most athletes go through it. Like uh, Kobe Bryant's last performance when he dropped all those points, his body was gone. Um, his mind for the game might have been still there, but when you have the mind and your body's not able to function the way you want to function. All that's left is your spirit. His heart was dead. You know what I'm saying? So he was able to accomplish something that long ago his body told him was over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kobe ain't had a 50-point game the whole year. You know what I'm saying? And come out there and drop what he did. You know? That was big. You know what I mean? So rest up, Kobe Bryant. But that's just like a clear example of like how your spirit can drive everything else that's around you, man. Mental energy, physical energy, and the love that you received as well. You know what I'm saying? It's going to attach. Always. 
Yes, sir. You sounded poetic out there. Since we talk about <laughs> poetry, since, we, since, since I mentioned poetry, what's that song of the day? Hey, hey, man, listen, man. I wouldn't feel right without doing this. Without, because of, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got special guests, but just uh, Ty's dynamic in the, in the listen, y'all know, I couldn't even begin to tell a half. You know what I'm saying? But just his dynamic in the creative world and, and the platform that he has and what he brings, I wouldn't feel right without letting him, you know what I'm saying? And Brittany, I don't want to exclude you out. You know what I'm saying? If you feel if you feel like you have a song of the day that you want to share with us, we'll be more 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 than willing to play it. But I feel like it wouldn't be right if we just did the songs of the day without because I I know Ty. You know what I'm saying? Ty listens to the local. Ty Ty listens to everything. You know what I'm saying? So without you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't feel right without him being able to give a song of the day. So, like I said, Brittany, you more than welcome. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But we gonna, we gonna start with Ty, bro. I know you got some, something for us. So, go ahead, go, go ahead and give us a song right, of the day. This, this is one of my guys, man. Uh, AZ, AZ, man. He's a dope artist. He'll be performing Sunday. We got a show out there at Epsom. Y'all wanna come out, enjoy that, man. Y'all do your thing. But this is Homeless by AZA. So listen to the words, let it resonate. Um, it's about a man that used to push around a shopping cart in Marlboro County. And, uh, he just kind of wrote his story. Like I'm homeless, nigga. Half of y'all wouldn't notice, nigga. They try to push me to the outskirts. Hell no, nah, I'm from the city limits. Mama brought me starters like I'm finished. Ballin' on these niggas at a scrimmage. If you ain't from where I'm from, being, 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 mind your business. Heard some niggas try to take it from me when I was showing love faithfully. When I was down bad, you was good. Nigga, you should act gratefully. I'ma really need this closure. Thought my season was over. Stealing pennies out of loafers as my heart began to grow cold to hold up. Shopping basket full of canned food. Hey, that's what they like. Walking down the street with holy shoes. Hey, that's what they like. To see sick paper full of news. Hey, that's what they like. Cigarette bag full of gold. Hey, that's what they like. Walking downtown with holy shoes. Hey, that's what they like. Nowhere to go to rent a Yeah, man, that joint right there, like, that touched me because I, 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 I sympathize, like, like, I've seen a lot of homelessness, and uh, it's one of those things where, like, these people are put in those situations, man, and you never know what happened for them to get there. You know what I mean? Whether it be uh, drugs, um, mental abuse, um, it can be a host of things, man. So, like, all I ask is if we do our part, I believe in freely giving. And when I say freely give, I don't look for anything in return because I don't want to be disappointed. I ask that y'all freely give um, with your all. Freely give. Um, donate. It's about to get cold out here. Donate socks to homeless, uh, food, canned can food, you know what I'm saying, like canned goods, all that. Go out there, you know what I mean? Do your part. If you've been blessed, like I know I have, you know what I'm saying, we got to continue to feed the children, bro. You know what I'm saying? And our children see that. So that's us doing that. You know what I mean? That's one part of it. And that was AZ Homeless off an album called Jan 30. Y'all check it out. For sure. 
Fire. Miss Brittany, you, you got one? You got a song no, on the bass? Something I that just inspired you today or something that was just on your mind? You don't have one? I don't. I don't. Oh, I'm going to be honest. Man. All I listen to, um, like it's words in the car or whatever, like I listen to, you know. Like 1409. I listen to classical music a lot. Because yeah, you, you used to play some of that. Yeah, you used to play some jazz before we got on. Don't be I afraid. Listen. I was, but, so, I, I asked you a question that you ain't even answered in the beginning. I was like, who was that pianist? Because I, I dive Mike into Strickland. all aspects of music. Who was it? Mike Strickland. Mike Strickland? Yes, yes. Okay. I listen to classical and jazz and a lot of music that, you know, just the instrumentals of music because I'm talking so much throughout the day mm-hmm. or I ride in silence because it's all I'm hearing, like, you know, just talking a lot and I just want to ride in silence. And it refreshes me in a lot of ways just to hear, like, violin play piano i love i love 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 music like i love music um it's so, so who, who who is your uh since you don't got a song for the day for us who is your favorite uh you know what i'm saying it does have to be a musician it, it right. can be a producer pianist anybody that's just like in the music industry, who who is one of your, you know what I'm saying, because we tend to have multiple favorites. Multiple. But yeah, you know what I'm saying, but just uh, one of your favorites off top, you know what I'm saying? Future. Future? Future. Oh, we don't, we don't wait to talk about jazz and all like the, it's, the intellect of music that you're going to bring up our brother Future. That's how Future is, you know what I'm saying? That's y'all laughing, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why I said that. This man sat up here and made so much music off of the same little rhythm, off of this, all that same little. He made so much mu- so much funny in our face off of that same little. And everybody else started to adopt that. Yeah, and started to do that. So I agree. I rock, I rock with Future for you know, for I, that know. for that reason. I look up to him as a that's just a person that took something, made it a young. And a lot of and a lot of Atlanta Atlanta rappers during that time when he was coming up, they were doing the same thing. But he made it his own and he made millions off of it or whatever. And he has a way that he does stuff. And when I was listening to his interviews on how he got started or whatever, he would go to the strip club, he would tip the DJ. He would tip the he was there was a certain way he has a business he has a business mindset that he didn't know but he had the the hustle he's a straight oh, yeah. you, know you got to have the art of the hustle and don't, don't listen I, I hate it's when people like, do that yeah, no no I got, I got I listen I, I gotta cut you off when people say street niggas with the art of the hustle oh. I hate when people say that because it's people that had the art of the hustle that ain't street not niggas a street. Like, like me being one I mm-hmm. feel like I have the art of the hustle with me visiting different cities and passing out my flyers and shit like that. That's the art of the hustle. Right. I ain't no street nigga. You know I what I'm saying? But I, you know what I'm saying? But what, I'm, what I was trying to say, and then should I rephrase myself, is that he took it and made a business out of it and it exploded. You know yes. what I'm saying? He took it and made it his own and 
when he do interviews and things of that sort, if you look at, listen to the older interviews or whatever, because he's not much of a, he's not a great. He's not articulate. He's not really articulate. Yeah, he's not yeah. very articulate. So it takes a while to get exactly what he's talking about. He does not know how to elaborate on certain stuff. Well, they asked him, I think it was Vice. He asked them, he said, how did you start? He said, well, I started with who I hung around the most, strippers and drug dealers. And we all used to go to the, the blue plane, and I would tip the DJ to play my music for the strippers. And I would tell the strippers to ask for it, keep asking for it. And he said, I would tip them, I would give them $50, $50 or whatever. And then it got up to where, hey, that's all they wanted to dance to in the club without mm-hmm. him tipping them anymore. That's all they wanted to dance to was his music. He started to change some things up. So it was the his uh, whole mindset to where he ain't had enough money to get in the club and now they're paying him. To, yeah, I know you hear artists say it all the time, you know, when they reach that point in their career, they say, hey, now they paying me to get in the club that I couldn't get in because I ain't had no money. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, the reason why I say future is because he took it, you know, that way. But I learned some new shit tonight for sure. Like, I yeah, know got a good, a good answer, good answer. Yeah, yeah. I rock, I, I rock, I rock with future. Y'all gotta dig deeper into future, man. Definitely back it up because you were like. Future, you were just talking about, but I say that because it's always a reason why I move. It's chess and not checkers with me. It's always a deeper, uh, it's always something else behind it or whatever. I, I, I connect I, with I, people on different levels, you know. I always connect with a person on different. I, I ask that y'all dig deeper into future, man. Like, y'all artists, um, she already like future, so. Guala, dig deep in the future, man. Oh, he, listen. He is, he is second generation dungeon family, for one. Let's start that out. That's one. That just tells you where Yoki come from, like what cloth he cut off of. And he's musically inclined already. He's a kid he wrote for artists like Miley Cyrus and Sierra and other people's. Um, um, uh, Niall, uh, there's a couple artists he's wrote for. Well, actually, a, a host of artists that he's wrote for. So he ain't just trap now. And he came out with the singy stuff, you know what I'm saying, which kind of piggybacked off of what T-Bain was doing, but he just trapped it up. Yeah. And so Future's smart now, and she is exactly right. I just said this to my brother. I was like, Future's brought out the same energy for the last 10 years, and ain't nobody said nothing about it. He used to go by the name of Meatball when he was on the Dungeon Family, right? Or something like that. Yeah, it was something weird. Yeah. It was something weird. That was a producer. That was a, yeah. He had a weird ass name. I don't know about Meatball. I know he had a weird ass producer name, but he was on the Dungeon Family. He was in the Dungeon Family. So. Hey, uh, uh, one thing about me though, listen, like, what what took y'all so long to hear about Guala World? Man, look, it took me a show. I'll be honest with you. Like, 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 I might have been a. I listen to words first before the music. I'm a, I'm a eventually the beat is repetitive, the hook is repetitive. So what are you saying? Where's the meat at? You know what I'm saying? I ate rice before. How does food taste? How did how the chicken taste? You know what I'm saying? Let me see how you cook it a little different. So I had to I had to pay attention to your main course. You know what I'm saying? I said, let me listen to what this man's saying. How he come about it, and then I can peek into who he is 
and then I can actually have converse with them and experience who he is. Yeah. So I had to go through all those channels before I can actually, like, you know what I'm saying, approach you on any walk of your music. I hate it when somebody gives somebody, like, critique of their music right away because yeah. you don't really know, bro. There's plenty of songs I've listened to, and I say, I can't stand that shit. A month later, I got I know every word. Yeah. <laughs> every word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I ain't going to say that I rocked with everything right away, but there were certain ones that just hit you, and you was like, hey, man, this guy got something going on, bro. Like, keep, yeah. I think I told you that after the first time you performed, I was like, yo, please come out to the next show. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't ask everybody to do that. You know what I'm saying? When you see talent, you got to go with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I was just gonna say, man, just uh, with, with, like my whole experience with the music, like I know music like my whole life, like my family play instrument music, saying, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been musically inclined, but with with like what took so long for Guadalupe's world to like prosper and come into bloom? Like I've been trying to rap, I had different rap names, you know what I'm saying? But like for me, I had personal issues, like how we talked about earlier in the show, like. You know what I'm saying? You you your biggest fear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I had other issues that was personally like assigned well was within me that I had to overcome. But sure. mainly I, I wanted to be like the guy behind the scenes. I wanted to be the one that developed artists that was helped them bring like different sounds and different things that I could hear in music that I feel like people could hear it, but they don't exploit it as much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I wanted to be that guy. So that that's what took so long for me to just and I mean, KT a part of this 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 group and this family that I'm talking about. To like, I would play them a bunch of I feel like was BS songs, and they'd be like, "Bro, that shit hard. That shit's great. You need to pursue this shit. Like, you need to go hard. Like, my nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Get serious about it, cause they knew I was just playing around. They'd be like, telling me like, "Bro, get serious about the music. Like, you tell the, the baby, the baby, uh, the same thing." You know, his friends basically pushed him into it. And when I tell you about the credit business, my family you pushed me into it. And that's just how you got to have an outside ear with me. Yeah. You and definitely right have to have an outside ear. So, um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm sure you're doing good. Already. You ready for that this or that? You had one already? Didn't no, I did. I'm ready for it, but uh, I didn't have one on point. <laughs> but you know how we do. I, I can. Let's just do one for time constraints, cause time constraints. We about to break. We about to break a record right here. <laughs> I'm looking at the time. Yeah, this this has been a good episode. This episode longer than Django. <laughs> you said that. You said that about the the another episode a while back, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what you got? Yeah, you got. Oh, you, you you want me to do this? Oh no, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, so so this is gonna be a tough one for everybody. But hip hop or R and B? Ain't tough. Hip hop, R and B. Shit. <laughs> Why did I say that shit? <laughs> oh, I got I gotta go hip hop too, though. Okay. 
Not to say R&B ain't shit, but you got to pay Listen, me knowing Mr. Ty, I know why he would say that. But I'm going to say hip hop, hip hop. But this is why I'm, I was. This is, listen, this is why. Listen, I'm, I'm going to give you why I would say hip hop. All right. So the hip hop, the whole culture of like hip hop and R&B breakdown started really from Miss Britney, what you was playing earlier, like jazz and just instrumentals. But you know what I'm saying? We had quote unquote disc jockeys, uh, DJs that would take the breakdown part of the music and make a whole different beat out of it. You know what I'm saying? They would take the breakdown of the music, the breakdown of the jazz and make a whole different beat. And you know what I'm saying? Mr. Ty, this goes along with what you do. You had poets that that would have that, you know what I'm saying? That would have words like special words and they would say them, you know what I'm saying? They would say them over these beats. And rhythm then, and poetry. yeah, rhythm and poetry, rap, <laughs> rhythm and poetry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's what created hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And then R and B was just like somebody listening to this and be like, "Dang, either that be like that. Let me slow this thing down a little bit, yeah. and let me let me sing these words to Dang. you. you. Feel me? So I, you know what I'm saying? Just play with the tempo a little bit, speed it up, slow it down. Mm, I don't know about music, but hey, that's, that, that's that's why I say hip hop. But I'm a fan of all music, so you know. Oh, yeah, what I'm definitely, saying, no. just um, knowing the pinnacle of hip hop, that's why I would say hip hop. I can go with both, but like my my mine is my love is like yeah yeah. I, I love R and B so much, so that's what that will be a clear favorite over all genres of yeah. music. with hip hop. You're talking about a culture, not an actual genre, because yeah. there's so many genres of music that fall under that word hip hop. You know, yeah. you got so many different ways that you can do hip hop. So it's just not saying country. It's not the same yeah. thing. Country yeah. one way. You got country music one way. You got the blues one way. I mean, all of that formulated from the blues and everything. exactly. I was about to say if you say blues over over, I would say blues. Oh yeah, all that blues. shit formulated from the blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, even gospel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying gospel came from like instrumental the, bl- the blues, <laughs> affirmations of faith, and put it in a blues song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all go ahead and give out y'all social media again one more time. We are gonna go ahead and um, you know wrap this thing on up. Um, my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for me and Agency. Uh, website is Brittany. Dot com. I do have a, a website for my actual agency, premiercreditagency.com as well. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Oh, yeah. We got Longy Davis and Sons. That's my dad's uh, carpentry and lawn care business. They send your yard is on my card. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we, hey, you think we playing. We need that sound drop, brother. We need I got that. You. <laughs> we need I, that. I got you. I got you, bro. And um, there's also More Than Words. Uh, this is the Florence-based organization, Florence, South Carolina. More Than Words flow on all social media platforms. Um, and me, myself, Tyler Davis. Ty Davis, the poet, the artist, one another. You know what I'm saying? I do whatever. Hey, man. Hold on. I'm going to stop. Before you, before you go, KT, I know you about to now you don't came on this platform, and you know what you got going on Sunday. You ain't even gonna promote that. 
Come on now. Go, don't do I said it. it once, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I promote like it again. Be a, promote I, it again. Sometimes I like for people to find out. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit better for me that way. Yeah, yeah but, but still, promote it again. I, right. I this feel is a perfect opportunity. Sunday, we are going up in the building in a major way, Absalom Booker Lounge. We, the doors will be open at 6. We will start accepting artists for sign-up at 8, 8.30, and then the show will begin at 9. We got Easy Ola, the only one. Ola be that name. He's going up. He's just got an album out, Feed the Kids. Check that joint out. He's going to be our, our feature artist for the night. And, uh, of course, Jockway, Hookah Hope, and Jasmine Day, the owners of Absolute Hookah Lounge, holding us down. Y'all come out and show more than words some love, man. Like, we got some dope artists that going to be out there. People like Guadalupe's World. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got some poets. We got, we got, like, we got a lot going on, man. Singers, poets, rappers, musicians, saxophonists, artists of all nature coming out doing this thing. So, y'all rock with us. It might be a couple of comedians or something pull up. Who knows? For sure. For hey, sure. you on to something with that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, we talked about something before the show. You know, hey. we we can get into it after if you got time. Yeah, but, already. <laughs> but yo, send uh send us that flyer so we can post it. You know, what I'm saying to the fourteen oh nine. Both oh, of y'all, yeah. all y'all business ventures and, and things. Post uh, send it to us. We gonna definitely post it and make sure that you know what I'm saying the love is being shared and spread across. You know, what I'm saying our platform, our growing platform as well as what y'all doing. Y'all doing great things in the community. We want y'all to keep doing them. You know what I'm saying? And you can reach us at the 1409 Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, 1409 Podcast. Like our page. Follow the page. Follow us on Instagram as well. You can email us at 1409podcast at gmail.com with any praises. Let us know we're the best podcast this side of the Mississippi and that side of the Mississippi because we're on both sides. <laughs> and, and all of that and you can also we have a number you can give us you can leave us a voicemail or a text message you can leave that at 917-524-6392 and you can follow my personal page at 843ambassador on Instagram you can follow me your boy Guala Meets World at Guala Meets World Facebook Twitter Instagram, all that same thing. Call me, sir. All right, it's the 1409 podcast, and we out. Peace.